Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Father God, for giving us this electronic ecclesia where we're able to dissect the various things that are happening across the world and try to fit them in uh, into your scripture. And I think I think you've blessed us with um, an understanding that is uh, pretty good, um, although I think most of us would admit we're struggling as we look forward in time because it's moving like, you know, to most of us it appears to be moving like molasses. Uh, as compared to looking backwards, but that's just uh, part of the DNA, part of the trait of what you put in us when we were fearfully and wonderfully made. We praise you, Father, for your mercy, and we thank you for all the people that you are bringing into the kingdom, awakening them to different levels of awakening. Father, I see it in my life. I see it in people that uh, that uh, thought I was absolutely, you know, bat crazy uh, years ago, and have uh, that are, and now have, um, you know, wait woken up so much that I could even argue that they're somewhere around a maybe five, six, seven hundred milligram red pill, maybe not all the way there, but very close. And some of them have, have even made it to the thousand milligram mark, which is amazing. And Father, I just praise you for all the penetration that we are making through the evil that is occurring in the world, because it is when the rising of the darkness occurs, it, that is the, that is the uh, uh, crescendo, that's the catalyst, that's the word I was looking for, thank you, Father, that's the catalyst that is going to be driving people very fervently, uh, either to get to their knees, hopefully, which would be ideal, praise Jesus, if they understand their Bible at all, or sadly go the other direction and become even more foolish than the foolish virgins were intended to be, probably, and cast into the Great Tribulation. But nevertheless, 
They are our brothers and sisters. And, Father, we lift them up in prayer. We lift up the people in the evangelical churches across the United States of Babylon the Great. Father, we lift up the people that have been tricked by the Seven Mountains Mandate folks. Father, the pillow prophets that David Wilkerson warned us about. Father, we lift up the people that are going through really hard times. They get grenades rolled into their churches. We lift up the people across all of Europe that are heavily influenced by uh, essentially the uh, Church of England and the Roman Catholic Church, which is very deceptive, as we know. And so few of it escape the clutches of those understandings. And we pray and lift up every one of those brothers and sisters because they mean just as much to you as we do. None of us have any favor. And that's one of the reasons why we love you, Father. We love you for having that depth of mercy and love for even those who probably should be doing better in their walk and seeking you, but aren't. And Father, we just lift up every single one of our brothers and sisters, wherever they are in their walk, in their understanding, whether they're driven by fear. Sometimes it's a secret fear. They look at the things that are happening, the threats of the black walls closing in on us, and they get afraid. They may not admit that they're afraid, but they definitely get afraid. And then they want to pray the book of Revelation away. They want to pray the Olivet Discourse away. They want to believe everything that the pillow prophets tell them. And you got to kind of leave them alone because it's an abomination to create division amongst the brethren. Proverbs 6, 16, 17. I think it's 6, 16, 17. Father, thank you for showing us these things. We praise you, and we need an abundance of your grace. We need, Father God, please, for you to help us, Lord Jesus, for you to lower your hands into the well that we slip into on occasion. As sometimes we bust over the guardrail. Sometimes we slip on a muddy, narrow path. And we just pray that you will reveal to each of us, through your love and kindness, that you will reveal to each of us anything that is not in perfect harmony with your will, any behaviors that need to be made, you know, that we need to work on and adjust. Any of those uh, sly little foxes that try to hinder our relationship of love, which you have, our budding re- relationship of love, which you have uh, planted within us. And we pray that we will do it together. And we thank you, Father. We thank you forever and ever because we know. Many of us know, and we also know that there are many of our brothers and sisters that may, they just might not have the Constitution to be able to deal with the, with the things that are coming at us. And we understand that. But we love them anyway, and we know that you do too, Father. And we just pray in Jesus' name that you will raise each of us up to the best that we can possibly be through our sanctification, through the love of Jesus, overflowing in our every thought so that we can lift them up and be perfect as best as possible through your anointing, perfect examples of Jesus to those who are around us so that they see that we actually do have joy. They may be a little bit befuddled because they don't understand what the world being so creepy and crawly as it is right now, why anyone would be happy. But as you know, Father, if a big old meteor went overhead at my house or some kind of directed energy weapon burned up some things, you know, Father, you know how I feel. I'm ready to go when you're ready to take me. But I have a feeling a lot of us are going to be here for a while because we got work to do. And we just give you all the praise and honor and worship and glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Give us the strength. Give us the long-suffering and give us that 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 um, that uh, wherewithal, that determination that we need to be able to continue to run this race, no matter how crummy a shape we may be mentally, physically, or otherwise. 
There's a lot of us have been through a lot of trials and tribulations. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy in the throne room. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So for any of you out there that might um, want to know a little bit of the details associated with the last week and the passing of the hurricane and how it affected my family, uh, my daughter, uh, the little bit of a miracle that occurred when she saw water rushing down the street at 9 a.m. that morning, uh, the dynamics that uh, happened to me with um, kind of like a double whammy from a health standpoint. I had uh, people from, uh, to give you the short version, I, I had people from United Healthcare basically telling me that I was going to die. <laughs> which um, isn't a motivator for me, believe it or not. Um, but uh, anyway, um, because when you have surgery on a leg, I don't know any of these things. I'm an idiot. I mean, look, if there's something that I know something about, then I'll share it. I will, you know, just openly share it, and, and that's just kind of like how it is. I've had people come right up to me and said, man, you're a know-it-all. I, I don't like you, you know, and, and you know, you, you think you know something about everything. And I'll look right at them, and I'll go, no, that's not true. That's, that's, a, that's not true. That is an inappropriate, inaccurate characterization of how I am. Now, if I do know something about that particular subject, I will share it, and I will listen because I'm always, I always want to hear more and learn more. I'm always hungry for that kind of stuff. But there are certain topics in life that I'm just a moron. I mean, I'm really 
stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, for real. Um, and so anyway, uh, anyway, when I do meet somebody that, you know, is like my superior, I think it was David Thoreau said at one point, he said something like, every man is my superior in some way, and in that I learn of him. And I thought, that's a pretty cool statement. But anyway, um, so as far so so if you know if you feel led to go listen to the, the prayer vigil, fine. Uh, it was more of a testimonial. I marked it as such in the title. Um, however, I'm my I'm hungry to get back to the regular prayer vigils. I'm hungry to get back to like uh, being totally immersed in prayer. Now, if the Lord imparts upon me strongly, um, you know, uh, scriptures. You know, and stuff like it's happened to me before uh, and to weave those together for, as a testimony for people to edify and not just to edify, but to get them pumped and to get them, uh, you know, uh, encouraged, then I'm going to do that. OK, but, um, it, it, you know, but I, I want to get back to, to some pretty heavy duty prayers and praise God because I love them. I, I love to pray and I love the scriptures and I love teaching th- people, you know, ways to pray, options to pray. There's, there is no one perfect way to pray. Although I will say that if you have not read the white paper, uh, How Satan Stops Our Prayers, Combat in the Heavenly Realm, if you have not listened to one of those radio shows, I've done so many, I don't even know how many. Uh, I've done one, I, I've uh, covered it on the prayer vigil one time. I covered it on a regular Wednesday and Sunday show uh, at one point. Um, and every time I read that white paper, I learn something new. And I have people all the time asking me questions like, well, how can so-and-so who's so godly have everything so wrong? And I'll be like, well, all you got to do is read the last paragraph of how Satan stops our prayers combat in the heavenly realm. And if you read that, you will be like, oh, oh, my gosh, because everything will fall into place. You'll know why there are people saying false prophecy things. You'll know why people jump onto the seven mountains mandate nonsense. You'll know why people do the things that they do. You'll know why people are giving false prophecies and telling everybody they're drinking tea with Jesus in heaven. And then they're coming back here and saying that, well, Jesus told me that Donald Trump is going to magically be beamed by the Starship Enterprise back into the Oval Office. Two years later, you say to the person, you know, hey, doesn't it like trouble you even the little teensy weentiest bit that not one of those prophets have been right in the last eight years? Well, seven. And, uh, you know, and it, the, the inevitable response will be, you'll see, Johnny, you'll see. <laughs> like, okay, here we are, like, what, seven years later, and I see a lot. <laughs> I see a lot of nothing. <laughs> Praise God. I'm not, you know, I don't know what's going to happen coming up, but I can tell you, and we will t- cover it tonight on this program for sure, as we always do. We are seeing an ever-increasing number of very well-known people, very educated, very well-connected, uh, that are coming forward uh, in, in public, and they are saying, I do not see a 2024 election. Now, for me, that's great news. Okay, see, I'm I'm one of those people. I want to get on with it. Okay, simple as that. Now, now you know we got to keep up with our earthly things. And one of the trees, I got this gigantic canopy tree that's got oh, too many crickets up. It's going to cost me probably five grand to get that cut back. I am not looking forward to that. Dag nabbit, dag nabbit. 
But anyway, um, yeah, I got, I got, I got a list of three really big ticket items that I got to take care of, and I'm just like, man, come on, when does it ever end? It's not like watermelons getting thrown into your bowling alley like I used to say. It's more like meteors getting lobbed at you by Satan, and you're going, oh no, here comes another fireball, duck. But you know, so be it. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. So yeah, I want to get back. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, my, I have every intention, powerfully, powerfully, every intention to get back totally on track, immerse ourselves into some serious prayer on the next prayer vigil. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I just wanted to mention that. Also, one of the things I noticed when I did not put up a best of show, um, and I was going through all the, we'll just say, et double toothpick on earth that I was going through. Um, and just, oh, when your house is getting beat half to death by, you know, we, we're not dealing with regular hurricanes. I've said this a gazillion times. And I'm going to keep on saying it. And, and, you know, and if people don't get in and they don't remember it, then, okay, fine. Just be who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going there. I'm not going to chase you down the street and try to convince you of whatever. You just think what you want to think. But I know. And if you're saying, well, that, that sounds puffed up, Johnny. Well, you know, if you think that sounds puffed up, try living here for 37 years and dealing with 20 hurricanes. Okay? You get a little bit of statistical, uh, you know, uh, uh, empirical evidence under your belt. So anyway, um, all that being said, ever since Irma, we're not dealing with normal hurricanes. And the hurricane rating system is not geared to deal with, you know, the power rating system, Cat 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's not... You know, when remember when uh, Hurricane Andrew came in, there was no Category 5. I don't know if you remember that. A lot of people don't. Um, I do because it was right down the road from my house. Now, um, Brother Jose, uh, he used to, you know, uh, be my sidekick on the radio show. I miss him and love him, and I have a sneaking suspicion. I think he's in heaven right now. I do. I think he's absolutely think for sure that he's in heaven. But, um, you know, COVID stuff and all that. But anyway, um, because he would have called me like 50 times by now. And I'm not going to call his phone, get his wife, because he did get married, uh, and then open up like a festering wound and throw a bunch of salt in it. So, you know, the indicators indicate what they indicate, and that's just how it is. All right, so anyway, but anyway, he he was, uh, he was didn't want to talk about it on the radio show. I, I, I was like, dude, you got to totally give testimony about Hurricane Andrew. And he's like, no, Johnny. We were talking, it was like late at night. It's like, no, brother, I don't want to do that. It was way too traumatic for me. It's something I don't like to talk about. But he was in one. He was in a house um, in Homestead where if you go and you type Hurricane Andrew into your whatever search thing you use, um, look at the images. Go to the images screen and just scroll through them. And look at the neighborhoods where they were completely flattened. I mean, you know, it totally looked like Jasper, Georgia after that, uh, you know, F, F whatever that was, F500, the thing that went through there. But anyway, um, they don't have uh, the rating system, the power rating system for the, 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 the uh, hurricanes has not been upgraded to be able to deal with the apocalyptic canes. We're not dealing with Hurricanes. We are dealing with apocalyptocanes. Okay, and that and when you and you're like, what are you talking about? Well, like I said, I'm a consultant and I can make up words. It's totally legal, and then I get to charge you more money. I've been doing it for a long time, 26 years. But anyway, the um, the uh, uh, the apocalypticanes don't have a rating system. Okay, so Florida basically went almost 10 years without any hurricanes at all. 
And so it kind of teased me off, you know, that all the insurance companies are leaving us hanging and threatening to dump us and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's no nobody. There's no State Farm. There's no Farmers. There's no, uh, you know, Allstate. There's no Progressive Homeowners. None of the major insurance companies do business in Florida. Not a one. Personally, I think there ought to be a federal law that says if you want to do business anywhere in the country, you must do business in Florida. And you need to suck it up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But instead, they went and created um, citizens uh, insurance, which is a co-op type of a thing, and it's absolutely horrible. So if you get dropped, you basically have to go to citizens, which is like SR-22 on a car. So you might as well have a DUI, get SR-22 insurance, have to endure all that hell on earth for five years. I have not gone through it, but I know people who have. And um, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it anyway... You do not want to go to citizens because your homeowner's insurance is going to immediately jump to $6,000 a year, and that means your mortgage payment is going to go up by about $550 to $600 a month. It is the number one cause of foreclosure in the state of Florida today and has been for several years now. I, you know, you you got that program on your phone, that little app program that everybody seems to have called Neighborhood or something like that. Boy, oh boy, the people. Man, I'll tell you, I feel so sorry for them looking, you know, they, oh no, my homeowner, <laughs> what can I do? Because they know they're going to lose their house. They know they're going to lose their house. So anyway, um, and I, you know, I saw a couple of people talking. I don't like it when I get those messages. This one young lady, a couple of about one week ago, she uh, I don't know how I saw it. It just somehow made it into the into my morning notes, and I I saw it there, and it, it was the way it started out, the message, and I, I was it drew in my curiosity, and I clicked it as a mistake, and the young woman said, "Well, I should have known that sooner or later it was going to happen to me." And then she promptly explained that she had lost everything and was living out of her van. And then another man chimed in and said, well, at least you have a van. I'm 310 pounds and living out of my Honda Civic. So I wonder to myself how many people are in that situation here in Florida. How many people are in that situation in, in all of the 50 states? Hard to tell, right? Well, you know, I, I think really we're so distracted in, you know, by all the evil Klaus Schwab end of the world, you know, oh, man, does anybody else get nauseous looking at Bill Gates? I mean, don't you want to chuck? I mean, don't you want to just hurl, you know, like chunks across the room? But whenever he just if, if his face even passes by me when I'm doom scrolling through my Twitter feed, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, 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 I got to I got to scroll faster. I got to scroll faster. I got to scroll faster. Oh, anyway. Man, his his wife, even though I'm 99% sure she's a Satanist, should have left him a long time ago. But anyway, um, let me see here. So, yeah, so one of the things I learned, everything's a learning lesson. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so uh, one of the things I learned was that there was a, uh, there are an awful lot of people out there that I don't know. I don't know who listens to the radio show. I see numbers. I see some geographic things on maps and stuff, you know, you know, like... <laughs> 
15% of your audience listens from the southern half of Africa. You know, uh, 2% of your audience listens from the Philippines. Uh, 1% of your audience listens from Shanghai, China. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff, right? But I don't know. You know, so anyway, um, one of the things I realized, and it's happened before, too. If I put up a best of show and I send out an email about the best of show with a little note that says, um, my dog got hungry and bit off my big toe. Uh, sorry, I can't make tonight. You know, everybody's fine with that. You know, the, at least the people who get the message. The, what I discovered, though, is that if I don't put up a best of show, then I have itchy double toothpick to pay. Because, eh, and oh, combine it with a hurricane week? Oh, man. So anyway, thank you all again. I, I said this during the, the Friday show. Uh, I'll say it again. Thank you all again, all of you who have reached out to me through various, many, 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 many different types of messengers all over the place and, um, you know, and said the kind things that you said. I praise God for that. It was very uplifting, especially going through the things I was going through. And um, it has got me uh, the whole event, the whole net. Uh, I don't know what. How do I put this? There's always like when you look back in time at a tough or difficult time that you went through, you can usually find this mini miracle kind of wedged in there somewhere. Something that God needed to, you know, he needed to get out a baseball bat and go boink, you know, and, or whatever, maybe a frying pan and, and you know, like wake you up, up, you know, a little bit. Well, I needed a bit of a frying pan. <laughs> oh, dag nabbit. I needed a little bit of a frying pan upside my head for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm just not the kind of person that I don't know how to deal with not being well. I'm just going to be as frank as I can. I, I um, Some people say wear your heart on your sleeve. Some people get, say, say I'm going to be TMI. Some people, I don't know. Everybody's got an opinion, blah, 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 blah. But um, – you know, I am what I am what I am, said Popeye. All right. So anyway, so oh, let me just get back here. Kids, are you there? All right. Just making sure because we got we to gotta haul some cheek here pretty quick. Uh, but I discovered that there is a very large number of people that if I don't, you know, if there's anything going wrong, a hurricane, especially hurricane, especially hurricane or whatever, and there isn't a Wednesday show, you know, like a best of or anything. Now, I did send out an email and I got a lot of responses back and people were like, oh, thank you. I'm glad you're OK. Thank you so much for, for sending out that email and this, that and the other thing. Then I realized the percentage of people that don't get the email it was alarming. Now, it may be that you're just one of those people that hates spam, and you're like, oh, no, there's another Johnny Baptist message. Good grief, I'll never get anything done. That's all he ever does is email me. Now, if you're one of those folks, I, I get it. There are people that hate spam with a passion. Uh, there are folks out there that will get on the email list because they signed up for it several years ago, and then it will stop coming, and they will just be like, oh, disappeared. Oh, well, okay, well, that's cool. And they'll just kind of go through life and never, never wonder, not even a, the tiniest inkling of why it went away. 
you know, and then um, and then they'll, you know, uh, we, uh, you know, a week like last week will come along and they'll they'll be like, you know, sending me messages and going, are you okay? Are you alive? Yeah, yeah. How's your family? Is your house still standing? Are any of the trees blown over? What's going on? And um, you know, so then I thought to myself, okay, knowing how many problems I've had with the website over the years, and boy, there've been a lot. Let me tell you, and all the other fun things that I get to go through and many of us also get to go through are various trials and tribulations that are kind of custom packaged just for us. <clears throat> but anyway, um, you know, you, you, in, 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 in the midst of all of that, I realized that an awful lot of people do not, maybe they don't know, maybe they're not technically savvy, Maybe they, I don't know, you know, maybe they stumbled on a podcaster. There's a lot of podcast apps that carry this. They just automatically do it. I don't even know how they do it. Um, Amazon sent me an email and said something about you need to put your podcast on our on our email system. And I kind of blew it off because I was way too busy, but whatever. Um, maybe I'll go back and change my mind and put it on there. I don't know, though, because Amazon's pretty evil. Well, that's the last thing I need is one of those creepy crawlies crawling up my creep. You know what? Forget about it. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I kind of like being on the download. There's this old saying that goes like this. It says, the tall blade of grass gets cut first. Remember that one, by the way. So anyway, um, here's my offer to you. Praise God. If you're interested and you don't want to, you know, try to figure it out and you would like to be on the radio show email list, you can send me an email at jbaptist777, jbaptist777 at gmail.com. And if you're timid and shy and all that kind of stuff, that's cool. Just, you know, say, hey, would you please put me on that list? And I will. I will manually do it. Now, it might not happen instantaneously because i got to work my day job and everything else under the sun and deal with all kinds of emergencies that I'm still going to deal with. The list, the three biggies on my emergency list are going to take probably hmm, till Christmas to get taken care of. But that's okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the one thing that I did learn from having to go to urgent care, which was a long, drawn-out story. I'm not going to go there. That I handled that on the prayer vigil. Uh, was that I had some swelling in my feet, which could have been a blood clot. It could have been deadly and all that kind of stuff. And, and there were a lot of people praying, so I can't say that it wasn't a blood clot. All right? Um, but I can say that the sonogram that they used at the urgent care facility, which I had to drive a really long way to because all the ones in, in, in the immediate Tampa Bay area were closed. Even the emergency rooms were closed for all the major hospitals, with maybe the exception of a couple of trauma centers, like Tampa, Tampa, Tampa uh, I don't know, Tampa City Hospital or whatever, or St. Joe's. But anyway, um, long story short, uh, they, they checked me, and, uh, but there was another finding. And that was that my blood sugar was high. Now, you might say, well, you know, well, here's the deal. It's a big deal to me, and here's why. My mom died at the age of 56, and it was a horrible death. She had every organ failure known to mankind. You look up everything that could possibly happen to a type 2 diabetes, worst-case scenario person, she had it all. Before I went into the Navy, I last remember her sitting about one and a half feet away from the T. Remember those things, cathode gray tubes? 
CRT-based TV watching the original Jim Baker show on the PTL Club and crying. It was, it was horrible to watch her have to go through all that. So anyway, it's highly motivational to me because I know that I have those tendencies and the genes and the DNA and all that kind of stuff. And there was a point many, 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 many years ago, over 10, really, I'm pretty sure, where my doctor said, hey, your A1C is a little high. You might be a type 2, you know, type, not type 2, type 1. You know, you might be a type 1. And I'm, she, she gave me all these meds. And I was, I was dorking around. I was not taking my health seriously at the time. Had other priorities. And um, she did what she should have done. When a person does not healthily, I'll make that word up, if you don't use healthy methods to take care of your body, your doctor is going to treat the symptoms and they're going to hand you a pile of drugs. And then you're going to look, if you're smart at all, you're going to look at the side effects and you're going to realize that your doctor is about to kill you. Now, they're not going to kill you. See, here's the thing. They're playing the game of odds, medical odds. They're saying because this meathead is not losing weight, because this meathead is not working out, because this meathead is not doing any of the things that I have asked him to do for the last four years. I don't have a choice because I'm not going to be held responsible for this meathead dropping over dead. And somebody coming to me and wanting to take my medical license away because I didn't do this or I didn't do that or I didn't check his liver or didn't do, you know, that kind of thing. So when I got back to the house after she mentioned an elevated, uh, you know, A1C kind of a thing, and also she hated my cholesterol. It was like I don't know some insane number or whatever. And and, and along and there was other stuff. And she 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 grabbed you know gave me the meds and I decided I went down and filled the meds because I didn't want to piss her off. You don't want to piss off your doctor, not your primary care physician, especially not when you're getting older. And anyway, so I I went ahead and I took them down. I checked, got them all filled. Because I wanted her computer to say, he was a good boy. And then I promptly went on an extremely aggressive, life-changing diet. (sighs) Which, by the way, I'm doing right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I am now officially on, let me see, Wednesday, Thursday. Let me think it's through. No, it was Tuesday. So Wednesday. So it would be Wednesday night. Okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm on day four. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woohoo! I'm on day four of 16 by 8 intermittent fasting com- uh, combined with Atkins phase one, less than 20 grams of carbohydrates being tracked with an, a level of obsessive compulsive disorder that most people would be institutionalized if they were caught with it. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Kids, are you ready? So, again, if you send me an email to jbaptist777 at gmail.com and you're shy or whatever the case is, or you're not shy and you're just like, hey, 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 I'm not getting that email, do it. Go ahead. I'll cue you up. I'll put you in a fu- – and then, then I'll just, you know, after work or whatever, I'll just go ahead and take all the emails and plug them in and bada-bing, bada-boom, and you'll get them. All right. So I just um, – I because the one thing that I will always do, no matter, you know – like I imagine I, – I know this is a ridiculous analogy, but I like it, and so I'm going to say it. Um, you know, I imagine that you could chop my head off, and I'd still figure out a way to send out that email. 
So, you know, if you're one of those people that are like chomping at the bit, you got Beyond Pod or some other podcaster, and you're like, oh, no, a hurricane just went by Johnny Baptist's house, and there's no show. It's the end of the world. It's the apocalypse. It's the rapture, and I missed it. If you're one of those people, just send me an email. Say, please put my email on the list. And then you'll have all the bases covered. Now, I do not anticipate going through another hurricane this year. I better not, because that may be the last straw. That may very well be the last straw. All that being said, kids, are you ready? All right, kids, what do you call an apology written in dots and dashes? Oh, this is right up my alley. I'm sitting beside an ICOM 7300. I have an amateur extra class lifetime license. And a really nice common antenna on the roof. And an iambic keyer. Do you know what an iambic keyer is? I like this joke. What do you call an apology written in dots and dashes? You ready, kids? Remorse code. <laughs> what do you think of that one? That's pretty darn good. I like that one. I'm going to have to keep that one. An apology written in code. Do, 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 do. Anyway, the next one up. Why is it annoying to eat next to basketball players? Because they dribble all the time. <laughs> they do. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. I really like that Morse good one. I'm going to have to remember that one. Oh. Too funny. Uh, two artists had an art contest. It ended in a draw. <laughs> Come on. that's Spanky, put down that sign. Put down that sign, kids. Uh, you guys are a little rambunctious. I see you're all scriggling and wriggling around in your seats over there. That must have drove you guys nuts. Did you all send in your emails to me? Huh? Huh? That's what I got for you guys. Yeah, well, get sending them. I don't care if your mom's giving you a scally look. Oh, I kind of do, but that's okay. All right, praise God. Now, I got a communication from a brother by the name of Kendall who said, you know that loud bar scene with everybody cheering when uh, Trump's uh, mugshot showed up on that gigantic screen? He goes, you got hoodwinked, brother. So I said, I did, did I? So therefore, uh, I am here to make a happy-go-lucky retraction. I love being wrong. If I wasn't wrong, I wouldn't get to eat crow soup, crow souffle, crow's cheese, crow this, crow that, crow's. You guys are looking pretty bored over there. I'm sharpening my knife, and I'm looking at you. You. Yeah. Put them in a cage and... You got them where you want them. All right. So anyway, it was this one, right? I, I think you, you already heard it. I think you know which one I'm talking about, but I'll play it again just in case. So they got Trump up on the screen. Everybody's there. Okay. So I thought that was legit, but evidently it was a forgery. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up is... This woman speaking on ABC, I do not know her. And uh, hold on a second, let me look a little bit. 
No, I don't know her, and I don't even care if I do know her. Okay, but she was talking as a, you know, somebody who supposedly knows something on ABC News. And um, and let's go ahead and listen to this. This uh, might be pretty, well, it is kind of interesting, her point. And the fact that they brought it up on ABC News, boy, does that say a lot. All right, so let's go ahead and bring this up and listen in. Here we go. Enough to say this. Uh, I've seen two movements outside of the social justice movements in my life on the political side. One was the Reagan movement. Reagan had a hold on his base, the country at large. They saw him as someone who was willing to stand up for American values, whatever that might have meant. Now, I thought it was reactionary. Uh, The other movement I saw was, was Barack Obama, hope and change. That galvanized the American people. I've never seen anything like this with Donald Trump. I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? I mean, being convicted, I mean, being indicted, that's making him stronger? Raising $10 million using an ugly mugshot uh, to raise money? This is a movement. And anyone who thinks that you can apply the old political rules to trying to defeat this candidate based on he's scary, he's ugly, whatever you might want to call it, this is a movement. And I have to respect the fact that it's a movement. I'll also just... All right. So anyway, that's a pretty strong set of words to be said on ABC, that's for sure. I can imagine Klaus Schwab making a few phone calls over that one. What are you doing? Anyway, but anyway we, we all know. I mean, everybody knows. Look, look, check it out. I, oh, my gosh. I mean... There are people roving the streets of New York, different, you know, Atlanta, talking to people of every creed, color, you name it, every every nationality, and every single one of them's going Trump all the way, 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 Trump all the way. Everybody is. I haven't seen one. You would have. Uh, I I better watch what I say, because then I'll be like having to repent. Uh, I want to say what I'm thinking, but I can't. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So according to NBC News, a headline reads, Trump's mugshot fuels liberal delight and uh, Republican fundraising and becomes an instant American political artifact. He's got, you know, anybody that calls that an ugly mugshot? I'm sorry, that's not an ugly mugshot. That's an excellent mugshot. That he must have practiced, if my guess is right, I'll bet you he stood before a big mirror in Mar-a-Lago practicing his scally face, uh, you know, so that he could get, like, the perfect mugshot. Matter of fact, please don't call me names. A lot of people have called me names over the last 12 years, and it kind of hurts my feelings. But I actually have a Trump mugshot mug (laughs) in my hands right now. Yeah, a Trump mugshot mug. Hmm. Why is it? Oh, that is a stain. I haven't even had any coffee. How? How does it has? Oh well, whatever. Uh, heaven knows, I need another coffee mug to hold the pens and the colored pencils and things that I use for my job. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and he raised another seven point six million dollars for his. Uh, I don't know what you call it when you do it from jail. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what's going to happen. All right. Next one up is Obama is running the country. Here's a little bit of a compilation uh, video uh, that somebody put together, and it's outstanding. Let's take a listen to this. Praise God. We need lots of this. Wake people up. It's amazing how many people are not awake. It's just mind-blowing. Biden every single day. 
working for President Obama, President Biden every single day, and I love working for President Obama, President Biden every single day. So today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa! If, if I could Busted. make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man, or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Working for President Obama, President Biden every single day. I could listen to that I over and over again. For President Obama, <laughs> President Biden I love every that. Day. You're so busted, you guys. Do you understand what's in the what it says about you all in Book of Revelation? Do you have any inkling? Are you okay working for the Antichrist? Are you okay getting cast into the lake of fire? Are they that much of unbelievers? I think they are. Are they reptilians? Probably. Probably. Almost certainly. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So then we got um, here. We got uh, a snippet of uh, Newt Gingrich making a comment um, that kind of follows suit with this line of reasoning. And let's go ahead and see if we can jump over that. All right. Hold on just a second. I got to really squint my eyes. It's heading back to the beach tomorrow. Okay. Hold on. Beach chair. All right. Stand by. Uh, What I've got to do is not easy. I got to get this to the. 3.30, Uh, I'll try, I'll start it right here, volume at maximum, here we go, Newt Newt Ginrich is getting uh, uh, interviewed, Uh, it appears, I'm trying to think, I don't like the uh, 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 because that's just bad, Uh, there I did it again, Um, it, it, it is Fox News, okay, so I wanted to have that down, um, hold on, all right, now let me go ahead and hit the button. Here we go. Uh, the fact that his staff permeates, literally permeates, the Biden administration. Uh, and Obama's really, really smart. Uh, I mean, whatever Biden's problems are at being kind of slow and cognitively decaying, uh, Obama doesn't have any of those problems. And if you watch the administration, it's much more an Obama administration than, say, the Joe Biden of 10 or 15 years ago. This is a very mm-hmm. radical very left-wing administration, deeply dedicated to policies that are close to crazy. Uh, their electric Absolutely. car policy is a disaster. As President Trump said today, uh, it's going to destroy at least 100,000 jobs uh, and will achieve nothing in the long run. Their policies across the board are going out. The- all right. So that pretty much makes the point. We don't need to beleaguer all of the you know, damage that's been done. Uh, because, uh, well, I mean, it's only going to get worse. And if all the people that think that uh, there isn't going to be an election in 2024 are right, then guess, wow, talk about, you know, light speed acceleration. The end times are going to approach us. They're going to body slam us. That's a better term. They're, the end times will body slam us at a logarithmic rate of speed. So if you're having a hard time hanging on right now, that's why it's like right now's the time to get on the elliptical trainer. Right now's the time to get in shape. Right now's the time to do 16 by 8 intermittent fasting and the keto diet. Right now's the time because you know what? You don't want to be limping around and in bad shape uh, and all kind of down and depressed and everything else under the sun because let me tell you something. If they are right about the 2024 deal, 
boy, that's going to be rough. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Speaking of which, I'm looking here. See if it has the timestamp. I don't. I see T two one. Yeah, okay, maybe it does. All right. So this one here is Tucker Carlson being asked the question about the 2024 election. All right. Let's go ahead and listen in on this. I mean, are they going to let Trump be president? No, of course. I mean, look. If you know, they protested him. They called him names. He won anyway. They impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses. They fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times, and every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment, now you go to indictment, and none of them work, what's next? I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously, and no one will say that, but I don't, I don't know how you can reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, they have decided, permanent Washington, both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's, that's so threatening to them, they just can't have it. I mean, they're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case, which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet our government is doing it. It's like it, – it, it's really – it's hard to overstate how bad this is, and I'm not – I, I don't I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know? So, like, I don't know. I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. Well, I think if we sort of break it down – I praise God. So I think really, uh, I think, who cares what the other guy thinks? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, no. Uh, My computer's doing weird stuff. Oh, please don't do this to me. Hold on a second. Please escape. He saved me. Okay, it did. Yay. All right. So anyway, let me go back to where I was in the show notes. We're getting close to bringing on Brother Gary. Uh, When Gary is done with his awesome teaching, thank you, Jesus, we will come back and, um, uh, uh, you know, cover the rest of the news and and then close the program. But um, I'd like to keep Gary on schedule um, because he's awesome. And again, it was confirmed that the the thing that Tucker Carlson said was confirmed. Tucker warns of Trump assassination, hot war with Russia. Uh, That was the the headline on um, Zero Hedge. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, there are also uh, information packages floating around on the internetosphere. I don't know where all they are showing up, but I can tell you that they're showing up in my Twitter feed as I doom scroll. And evidently at this point, we have uh, Roseanne Barr, Alex Jones, General Flynn. There's one other person who I can't think of right now, and I have to go look them up, and Tucker Carlson. And every single one of them are saying there will not be a 2024 election. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
Ban the job resolution in Florida. Key points presented to the state legislature passed nine counties. Called for no jab plus seizing all COVID injections. You know, the one thing that I really dislike about DeSantis, I mean, there's a lot I like about him, but there are things that I really dislike. First, what kind of an egg beater do you have to be to try to go up against Donald Trump? I mean, you got to be lobotomized. You really do. Or, or, I don't know, on some kind of freaky drug. And then, you know, the other thing is, you know, I think it's really wonderful that he put together all the uh, state legislator, you know, he passed all the bills against, uh, you know, CBDCs and all the Klaus Schwab weirdness and all that kind of stuff. That's great. You know, and, and, and he did a wonderful job dealing with the uh, so-called COVID lockdowns and stuff. But, I mean, now he's so busy trying to be what he's never going to be that, you know, I just – like, oh, just to give you an idea, did you know that they're setting up St. Petersburg to become a 15-minute city while DeSantis is running around figuring out how he's going to become the next president against Trump? Oh, I need the spleen. I, I need a spleen, a, a very dull spleen so I can rip. No, I'm sorry, not need a spleen. I need a dull shrimp fork so I can rip out my spleen. All right, praise God. That'll make me feel so much better. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. All right, CDC responds to mask mandates and claims, and they basically say, no, 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 no. You know, they're, you know look, I'm looking at the CDC headquarters in this particular headline. It's huge. I wonder how many people work at the CDC. Let's see how many people are going to get cast into the lake of fire. All right, let's see here. Um, how many employees work at the CDC? What? No. Listen to this. I, it didn't. Okay, there's ten thousand six hundred and thirty-nine staffers that work there, and many, many of the doctors are earning over two hundred and eighty-eight thousand six hundred fifty-three dollars as base salary. Can you believe that? That's a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I'm just so fed up with all this weirdness. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. The next one up is um, now. Hmm. Let me think about this. This one, I'm going to play instead. I'm going to play the Sarah Huckabee Sanders one. Uh, it's really, really good. And what we'll do is we will um, then jump over to Gary, uh, which is awesome. And then um, hold on just a second. Let me reverse the order of these. Um, and control V and delete. All right. Praise God. All right. And this is Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, saying uh, she's evidently won the I don't follow politics. I care less. I'm only following the end time stuff and the stuff that's relevant to the, you know, the rise of the Antichrist and us getting out of here. But anyway, um, let's listen. So we'll double click on this. COVID lockdowns killed businesses tore apart communities, and stunted our kids' education. And now they're talking about doing it again. So let me be clear. As long as I'm governor, Arkansas will never lock down. We will not close our schools, our churches, or our businesses. We will never make you or your children wear a mask. And we will never, ever have a COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Government should never loom larger than individual liberty in our lives. That's the principle our nation was founded on. 
And if the federal government ever comes to tell us to shut down again, my administration will fight to keep Arkansas free. I love her. <laughs> well, you know, in a Jesus-y sort of way. <laughs> Praise God. All right, let's see if we got uh, Brother uh, – oh, we do. So Brother Gary has already joined the program. Hallelujah. We praise God for that because this is awesome. And um, uh, and his new book is coming out uh, probably on very short notice by now. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and see if we can bring on Brother Gary live. Here we go. Twenty hundred hours military time, eight oh oh p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great, and this is the world-renowned Gary Wayne. Gary Wayne, are you there? I am, and uh, so happy to be back, and looking forward to my presentation tonight. <laughs> yes, we are too. Thank you so much for coming. God bless you. Take it away. Well, well, thank. <laughs> Thank you. And I heard, I heard, Absolutely. I heard, I heard, I heard you talking about Antichrist. That's going to be rather appropriate tonight, and uh, all the end, end time sort of stuff, you know, with the pestilences and things like that. Um, but I'll give a quick update on uh, my book. Because I also heard you mention that as well. So uh, it is at the typesetting mode. The uh, editing part process is over. It was rather long. It was, uh, I thought we'd be maybe in four or five weeks, and it really was closer to three months, particularly during the, uh, what they call the automated high-tech uh, edit, where it's trying to get a consistency factor, but doesn't really sort of take into the understanding of all the different sort of transliterations you get out of different languages. And with my book, it's rather detailed, but I think people are going to like it because there's so much information in, in it in the Footnotes, and I'm using footnotes this time, not endnotes, so it's going to be right there on the page because that information, when you're reading it, you're going to want it handy. And just as I had over 100 pages of endnotes in the first book, this has a similar sort of quantity, only with more information and more of the uh, direct sourcing. So it's uh, it's called, uh, for people who haven't heard of my book, it's uh, it's a sequel to the Genesis 6 Conspiracy. Um, how secret societies and the descendants of giants plan to enslave humankind. And the new book is called Genesis 6 Conspiracy Part 2, How Understanding Prehistory and Giants Helps to Define End-Time Prophecy. So this book is specifically targeted at Christians for those who want to learn more what's in the Bible on what's not taught in the churches and specifically on prehistory and prophecy. So this is a book that I thought it wouldn't write. It was uh, sort of had to be hammered home to me that I needed to do this book. And so I started to listen, um, and particularly to to my, uh, my audience, and it's in response to people who want to go deeper into the Bible. And this goes very, very deep. So we're looking for an October, maybe early November release at this point, but we're all... Uh, all motions are going forward, and uh, it's just a matter of 
uh, getting it into the into the production queue, but there still has to be some editing and uh, things that come back after it goes through the typeset and final layout. But we've approved the cover, we've approved the formatting. It's going to have a similar formatting with the same type of fields, heading the chapters and things like that. So for people who want to be notified as to the exact shipping date, price, and ways of buying the book, and this is not any sort of implication to buy and I won't follow up on the email other than to uh, provide you with all of that information uh, as soon as I have it and so right now I've got the pricing set um, we're just waiting for the actual release date when that's going to be firmed up so as soon as I have that out um, I will send the uh, send the message out and how you send that notification email to me is use this email it's used just for the new book it's called the new email is genesis six conspiracy part two at gmail.com so it's part two uh, with the number two it's genesis six with the number six genesis six conspiracy part two at gmail.com so and I'll, I'll send you a notice and show it and provide all of the pricing and the bundle pricing that i'll have available on it as well for buying both books or multiple books and it will all be available through my website and through most online bookstores as well as amazon.com barnesandnoble.com and the kindle version and amazon.ca as well and uh, hopefully into other stores as well as it was in the past so tonight's topic is chapter 46 out of my book and that's the false prophet and this is a uh, i'm really looking forward to this presentation i think I'm going to present some information tonight that people are really going to uh, want to take note of, and they may want to listen to the show a couple of times uh, or more uh, to get all of the details. I didn't spend a lot of time in my new book on the false prophet. I dealt with the false prophet in the first book, but I'm going to provide a little bit of things that I was talking about that I didn't cover off in detail as I also cover off um, what was talked about in chapter 46 of Genesis 6 Conspiracy Part 1, as I will start to call it now. So I just want to read the uh, the opening chapter or the opening verse to the chapter uh, because it really sort of sets uh, the whole tempo to, to the chapter and understanding the false prophet. And the verse reads like this, and it's out of uh, Revelation 19.20. And it says, but the beast was captured and with him and with him the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs, he deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Revelation 1920. So this is a passage right at at the time of the Armageddon battle, right at its conclusion, where they're just going to be automatically sent to the lake of fire that was reserved for uh, the for Satan and for the fallen angels who followed them. And there's no delay into the abyss. There's no judgment. They are so evil, so sinful, so anti-God, so anti-human that they will just go directly from Armageddon right into the lake of fire and not for a second death, but to burn there forever 
along with those who take the mark and along with those uh, who are the rebellious angels um, that the lake fire was made for and reserved for and uh, for a select number of humans. And these would be two of them if they're actually fully human. So what's really interesting about the false prophet is it is one of the most important figure of the fig tree generation in the last seven years, in the last three and a half years of those last seven. And the word false prophet is only mentioned twice in, uh, in I'm sorry, only mentioned in, 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 in Revelation uh, 16 and Revelation 19 and in Revelation 20. So 16, 13, 19, 20, and 2010. So it's only mentioned three times. I, I shouldn't have said two. I apologize for that. And there's another passage where the false prophet shows up, and that's in Revelation 13, but we don't get him named as the false prophet there. So you have to sort of link back to what it says in Revelation 19 and 20 uh, and 16 to connect that it's talking about a second beast in Revelation 13. And we don't get a lot of details about who this individual is, but every time he's mentioned, it underscores how important this individual will be in bringing about the end time, the last seven years, and Antichrist. And so it it requires uh, an understanding because there's going to be many false prophets that come in the fig tree generation, and they will come in great numbers, I think, as we approach the last seven years. And he's likely to be amongst them, but we have to be careful because he could be still rising as well, or he may make a sudden appearance. We're not told about how he comes to his position of false prophet, but one presumes he's going to need a reputation. He's going to have to be a man of renown, so to speak, like a gibberim, a mighty person, um, at least in the powerful occult sense of prophecy and uh, technology and knowledge to bring about the counterfeit um, miracles and prophecies that he's uh, going to prophesy. So there will be a time of rising, but there will be other false prophets that people might be pointing to. So we want to be careful just as there will be multiple antichrists, And if there are multiple antichrists, they're likely to have accompanying false prophets. And so there can only be one antichrist, and the true antichrist will require a counterfeit antichrist to say that he defeated the antichrist, and that that antichrist for sure will have to have a false prophet. So you see how this could be multiplied when you're starting to use the plural aspect of false prophets and false um, Christ. So it's we have to be patient, we have to understand the end time chronology, and we have to be able to speak about the events and what is coming in a way that's credible and not to lose our credit lest people don't listen to us. They're going to move to move us to be a mundane, obsolete, apocalyptic cult, not worthy to advance into the new age, the new Atlantic new Atlantean uh, experience that they'll be promising, which is the counterfeit millennium. So I've mentioned the word counterfeit a few times here, and we need to understand that 
counterfeiting is, is what Satan does. He counterfeits everything in the physical world as to what's going on in heaven so that it has a sort of uh, mirror image but in a physical way and in a evil way and designed to lead people away from God. And just as Satan does that, Antichrist will do the same. And you can expect false prophet to be counterfeiting things as well. So with very few verses, um, we're going to dig into the false prophet and into things that we need to be prepared for. And there's actually a lot of information and in very few words. And I think you're going to enjoy this. And so in 1920, Revelation 1920, it says in the King James Version, and I like to use the King James Version to take things back to Hebrew and Greek. Uh, I use the NIV in the first book because that's the book I came back to Christ with, uh, or the Bible I came back to Christ with, and it was just easier reading. I couldn't at first read the KGV. It just sort of made my mind go to mush. But as you want to do deeper research, I find the words are closer to prehistory, and you have the ability to take it back to the Greek and Hebrew more easily, but I know there's like the interlinear and uh, tools like that now, but I'm a little bit more traditional, so I take it back to the Greek and Hebrew through the King James Version Bible. So in Revelation 19:20, it talks about Antichrist or false prophets as the one who wrought miracles for the Antichrist, and that word "wrought" is uh, is an interesting word. And as you take that back to Greek. That's the Greek word poiho, 41.60 in the Strong's lexicon for people checking. And it means to make ready, to lead, to cause, to perform, to honor, and to celebrate. So it's going to be all of that in terms of the miracles that the false prophet is doing but it's to make ready or make the way to lead in the Antichrist, to come before. And so we need to be very, very understanding of not only of who he is, why he's there. He's make the way for Antichrist. Because it's part of the whole counterfeiting of everything that Jesus will do at a later time. And that they're going to try and change the times as Antichrist is stated to do, um, all to try and maybe get a legal clause in place to maybe not have a stern punishment. But um, what they do will, will dictate what their ends will be, and there will be no legal clause for them. But they want to change the times, and they're going to try and counterfeit things to bring an Armageddon-like scenario before the true Armageddon, because because that's going to uh, give Antichrist part of his pedigree. And at the same time, the one who leads the way, just as Elijah and John are, are said to be the ones who, John being first who led the way for Jesus, Elijah in the book of Malachi in 4-5 is, will come back and lead the way for Christ. And so you can look at false prophet as being an Elijah type of 
character or a John the Baptist type of character. And so it's part of the deceptions and the delusions that will deceive the elect if that were possible and that God will save us not only from the wrath goals in the year of the wrath, but for the t- from the time of temptation, the time of trial that would deceive the elect at the time of the mark of the beast, where false prophet is really going to make his impact. So as we talk about this word uh, wrought for miracles, as it's talked about in 1920, and it's underlining what false prophet was doing in Revelation 13, we start to get a feeling of the importance of this individual and what he's going to do within the last seven years to uh, rise, just as Antichrist will rise in the last seven years, and to totally deceive the whole world. And in a way, that's probably even more so than Babylon, who deceived the world with her sorceries, with her pharmacia, but this is even more so because we're not told that we'll be saved from Babylon. We're only told we're going to be saved from the hour of temptation, which is the same hour as Revelation 11 when the two witnesses are killed and we're going to come back to them. And the same hour that the 10 kings in Revelation 7 hand their power over to Antichrist to destroy Babylon, just as Babylon is as you start the summary of the last three and a half years in Revelation 14, uh, after the 144,000 part of the first fruits are seen in heaven uh, as martyrs, you have a summary where you have the hour of Babylon's destruction. That's also part of the, I think, part of the three woes. And just as you have woe, 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 that's being used in Revelation 18. Um, with the destruction and Babylon being destroyed in an hour. There's a very important hour that's going to take place and begins with our understanding of that of that hour of Antichrist coming to power in Revelation 13. And Antichrist will reign for three and a half years, according to Revelation 13. So all of that leads us to, as I say, study false prophet a little bit closer. And so the false prophet will use signs to delete those who take the mark of the beast and worship the image. And so that's part of what Revelation 19 and 20 are describing in a rearview mirror of the second beast described in Revelation 13. So the false prophet will have the ability to use signs as well as being a prophet to delude people, that great delusion, that great deception that is coming. And in Revelation 16, 13, we see the false prophet, along with Antichrist and along with Satan, commanding or being possessed by demons. And in the King James Version uh, Bible, it says devils. Uh, that come out of the mouth of the false prophet, Antichrist, and Satan. And these devils are going to perform great miracles around the world and signs to ensure the ten kings gather for Armageddon, which follows 
shortly after Revelation 16, where this passage is. And these are also called evil spirits, but it's the word devil. As you take that back to uh, Greek, uh, isn't diabolos like Satan? And anytime you see devil in the New Testament referring to Satan, it goes back to the Greek word diabolos. But this is the diamond. And it's the... uh, Greek source word for English demon. These are disembodied spirits of original Nephilim and Rephaim. And so they're providing power to the false prophet. Not all of his power, but some sort of power because they're coming out of them. So he's either, they're either coming out or you could also translate that as commanding the demons. So still implies false prophet has additional powers that is helping him in his delusion of the world and enticing them to take the mark and rejecting Jesus. And in Revelation 13:11, he's actually called another beast. So just as Antichrist is called the beast, he is part of the beast, and they're an extension of the beast empires. This is a hierarchical structure that's in place for all Antichrist figures of prehistory. So you'll see powerful magi or powerful Egyptian priests that are aligned with the kings of those empires that produce a possible antichrist or maybe the Sibylline prophecy uh, prophets of Rome and, and, and Julius Caesar. And so they will have this as part of this, this infrastructure and in that the seven empires are seven beast empires as they're described in Daniel seven, as are described in revelation 13, revelation 12 and revelation 17. And it's all part of this understanding of beast spirits that come from the creation of the Nephilim and the Rephaim and their descendants who rule these beast empires and which indicates we may have that sort of case that would be with um, the false prophet and and or the Antichrist. So we need to be aware that these are beasts and they receive their power from the same source. And so Antichrist receives his power from the dragon. So does false prophet. So this is a different source than the demons. And so instead of a possession, there's maybe perhaps an avatar, avatar effect with Antichrist and false prophet being the avatar, just as Judas was the avatar of Satan to provide the courage to continue to portray Jesus. So it's a very important concept here that's going to happen. And so Antichrist will be like an incarnation, just as Vishnu was the avatar and incarnated into Buddha to provide him as one of those sent to the earth to lead people on their evolution to godhood, which is going to come to fulfillment in terms of its deception of and its promise in the time of Antichrist and the false prophet. And so will perhaps the false prophet have been incarnated being because receiving power from both 
demons and the dragon. And we're told in Second Thessalonians that Satan provides the power to Antichrist. So just as Satan is described as a devil and a serpent and a dragon, I think the imagery is there. And also the dragon is this Leviathan multi-headed beast that comes out of the sea that will hand the power over to Antichrist and by implication to false prophets as well. So it has a few layers, but perfectly consistent in the allegories provided from Daniel, Jesus, and the book of Revelation, which is the testimony of Jesus. So it ought to be perfectly consistent. And of course it is. And so the false prophet is like an antichrist type figure in many ways, but in support of. And just as the beast comes from the sea, and just as Antichrist is part of that as the Eighth Empire, as Revelation 17 calls from, and from the sea, as a Gentile nation, as we understand the sea, in the sea of, of beast Gentile empires, Antichrist rises up out of Israel in that analogy is like the earth and like an island of earth in the sea of Gentile nations ruled over by the fallen angels and their spurious offspring. And so the false prophet, unlike the beast, comes from the earth. Now, this likely means with that prophetic allegory to be the tribe of Dan or maybe some other tribe, but I would speculate on Dan because the tribe of Dan is not listed in the 144,000 firstborn of Israel that are going to complete their mission to preach the gospel to the world and to awaken lost Israel in the first three and a half years and is completed just before the hour of trial. And they're seen in heaven in Revelation 4. In Revelation 14, before that summary, immediately before that summary, and in a space in between, you have the angel preaching the last of the gospel. So again, pointing to a mid-trib and being in heaven implies that these were martyred saints like the ones of Revelation 6 to Revelation 7, and they're called first fruits, just as the resurrection sequence is Christ, the first fruits, and then when he comes, those who died in Christ not martyred, but just died in Christ with their faith and those who still are who are still alive. So you have a consistency as to the language that is being talked about that points towards false prophet being one of those in one of the tribes and likely Dan and able to deceive the Israelites or the people of Judah who are in the covenant land and the visible tribes of Judah around the world today. Uh, will probably more readily accept him on his rise. And not until the abomination uh, will they realize their mistake. And he's described as having two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. Dragon is drakon in Greek. And uh, it means uh, a watcher in Greek. It means a watcher angel in Greek. So again, it looks like it may be pointing towards the dragon in terms of 
uh, speaking like a dragon, but it could also be speaking like a seraphim angel as well. And Satan was partially seraphim with his dragon and serpent description and likely position of high priest. He's multiple, has multiple characteristics of other fallen angels because he was higher than all the other angels. So cherubim would be another aspect of him. And we won't go into a, a complete detail of Satan, but understand this is likely referencing Satan where he will speak like Satan or speak like a dragon, speak like a watcher. But he has two horns like a lamb, so he's going to have the sort of a Christian sort of veneer, but more of a universal Gnostic version of Christianity where Jesus isn't the deity, where Jesus isn't the son of God, but Jesus is more connected to Satan than he is the God of the Bible. And they're going to use all of this as part of the deception that's coming. So he's going to speak very widely, false prophet will, as Antichrist will, but false prophet in particular, in mixing Old Testament prophecy and distancing from New Testament prophecy and to deceive. And so they're going to leave out inconvenient passages. So you need to know both the Old and the New Testament. You need to put them together so that you can't you won't, they won't be able to deceive you, and you'll be able to communicate this more clearly to, to other people. And he exercised the same power as Antichrist. That comes from Satan, the dragon, and, and from the demons, because they performed miracles on his behalf at the time of Armageddon. And all of this allows Antichrist to do preternatural things. He will seem superhuman. He will be supernatural, just as Antichrist will seem supernatural with that type of additional powers that are provided. And through his oratory, through his prophecies, through his miracles, the things that he does to delude the people of the earth in the reign of Babylon, and then again onwards into the last three and a half years after the destruction of Babylon in support of Antichrist, Christ, he's going to cause everybody to worship Antichrist because Antichrist is going to destroy Babylon and replace that. And it's the false prophet who steps in and causes all to worship the Antichrist. It's the prophet who's going to bring the culmination of the beast system that's coming, not only a geopolitical but a universal religion and all the angelic technology through crypto type of currencies and access to the Atman particle and the divine essence, which will all be part of this Mark B system that he's going to implement. And then we'll force all of those to take that Mark or cause them to be killed through this image that everybody has to worship. And the image is of the antichrist. And so this false prophet may have something to do with healing Antichrist with his great power. He may be similar to a Raphaim. Rapha, 7495 in Hebrew, means to heal. It's thought that the Raphaim and the Nephilim had healing capabilities. And that unless you 
took their heads so suddenly and violently that they did not have a chance to repair themselves either through natural healing abilities or technology. And some people believe they had a sarcophagi uh, that would do this healing for them and that sarcophagi were technologies uh, that that's where the healing would come from. But Antichrist is going to receive a mortal head wound and it's going to be healed. So he's going to do something the Nephilim could not do. He's going to have additional power. And false prophet will have additional power. And so he's the one uh, who's going to heal um, Antichrist by what I read that is, is shown in, in Revelation 13. And the false prophet will force people to, as I say, worship Antichrist, not just as a king, but as a god, and not just as a god, but as the true god, and that he not only is the son, but it will be, the people will be honoring Satan at the same time. And the people who take the mark, they honor Antichrist, they honor Satan, whether Satan is visible or not, uh, because they... And because Satan will be part of that. He will be part of that avatar, avatar that people will be worshiping. And this is going to take significant abilities to do great miracles. So we need to understand that we can't imagine what it will be like. But we do have some things in the Bible that will lead us to understand what these long line of prophets with the false prophet being the false prophet. Uh, and I'll come back to that in, 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 a, in a minute or two. But we understand as with the Buddhas or Confucius or Hermes, and they have a long list of these prophets that are sent to lead people in humankind to evolve into godhood, to vibrate in this great harmonic conversion that they require a universal government and a universal religion to bring about. And this is the promise that will be provided is immortality and unlimited knowledge with the mark of the beast in the time of the trial, in the time of the deception that will deceive even the elect if that were possible. And so... He could, uh, he will as the ha nabi, as you would do false prophet in the Old Testament, and false also coming from uh, Shav. Uh, he is the as in as in the ha satan or ha Elohim. It's very specific. So this is the false prophet, and he will bring fire down from heaven. Revelation 13, 13, he will bring fire down from the heavens upon request. We don't know how he's going to do this, but he has the ability to do that and on command. So he will have access to great technology or demons and or Satan's power will be doing all of this in support of the Antichrist, in support of celebrating Antichrist and his crowning and his rise. All of the miracles before the crowning in the temple of Antichrist will be done in support of Antichrist. 
And in the time of Babylon, so you have this rising force of this false prophet amongst many false prophets. And in in the Old Testament, not only do we have um, the word false prophet, as we we've talked about in terms of the word prophet and then false, that word false is used with false diviners, which is the Hebrew word kakam. Uh, and it means false prophet. It means idolatry. And the idolatry of Israel. So again, you have this linkage with the language back to Israel and that the false prophet is likely going to come out of the, one of the tribes of Israel and likely the tribe of Dan who settled in the Mount Hermon area. Not in their original land. They actually moved later and they are the ones who um, are going to intermix with the giants in the land of giants. And the imagery as you talk about Dan sort of reflects this idolatry, the false religion and the things that Dan is doing that will come to full fruition in the in the fig tree generation. So look for, as I say, um, connections to the tribe of Dan as, as you try and understand uh, the difference between false prophet, the Babylon prophets, Babylon, and the coming religion of Antichrist that he institutes at the, after the the destruction of Babylon in Revelation 17 and Jeremiah 51. And it's a new religion that the forefathers, our forefathers did not know as Daniel uh, 11 talks about. And so these false diviners are talked about in Ezekiel 21, 23. And it says to the effect of the false divinations that were done in their sight, in the sight of Israel, these false divinations, um, and done to those who swear oaths. And we're told in the Bible not to swear oaths. Polytheism, mysticism, secret societies, the harem anathema to carry it out to the end, sworn by the fallen angels to create this, this spurious offspring to try and ensure humankind was destroyed from the face of the earth is an oath-based system. It's the legal system of the world. And it's the legal system of the world uh, that Jesus came to free us from and will finish the job at Armageddon. And so expect that there will be oaths sworn with the mark of the beast and with the religions and anything that you enter into even before you get to that point of the mark. And you will be held accountable, but what's not forgiven is taking that mark or worshiping Satan or Antichrist in the last three and a half years. So in Greek, false prophet goes back to the Greek word pseudo-prophet as we translate that into English. And it's a a word that uh, means imposter. And it means, so who, excuse me, it means um, that it is a, a substitute prophet, a replacement prophet. Just as Antichrist and 
false messiah is like this pseudo messiah. He is a, not only false, not only an anti, but uh, also a substitute. An anti, as you have it on the prefix or the first word of, of antichrist, can mean replacement as well. And so this goes to the counterfeiting of a false prophet. This goes to the false prophet counterfeiting a prophet of God. And so we need to look for who he might be counterfeiting. And so if we look back in prehistory, when we talk about this hierarchy, the best example we have for this comes right at the root for Babel with Nimrod, who's an archetype antichrist figure we've talked about in the past who implements Enochian mysticism from the antediluvian world through Hermes, who is his false prophet, that he is going to try and recreate the angelic technology through the knowledge and the religion passed on to him by Hermes that was found, that was put in nine vaults in 36,525 books buried below the pyramid, according to the Polychronicon of the, of the Masons, and delivers this knowledge to build Babel Tower, which has angelic technology in it. So we're going to see angelic technology as well as this knowledge uh, that was done in Babel, because Babel is the root word for Babylon. And it's the daughter of Babylon religions, which were part of the organizational structure to the beast empires. So again, all the prophetic allegory fits together if you let it. One would suspect there was a false prophet in the antediluvian epoch. Perhaps it was Enoch. Enoch, son of Cain, versus Enoch, son of Jared, the one who created the seven sacred sciences from the knowledge he learned from Cain that merged with the angelic knowledge that took that level of technology to a level that we're only catching up to now because Jesus told us it would be like this, that it would be like the days of Noah. And that includes before the flood, 600 years, and 350 years after the flood, which included Babel, which included the creation of the Raphaim after the flood, and it also included the creation of the giants before the flood, and it included the flood. Again, more things that we need to be taking into context as to what it's going to look like. It's going to look a lot like what happened just before the flood. We've just been told these were very primitive people but we're just catching up to their technology. All things that they don't want us to know. And expect that the false prophet will have many with him. Expect it'll be similar to the time of Elijah, where you Elijah is taking on all of the Baal prophets. Baal is an offspring god of the Council of the Gods who takes over for El after the flood during the Raphaim and one of the creators of the Raphaim after the flood. And so we also should take into account what John the Baptist did for Jesus in terms of being a man in the wilderness. And that we should be expecting maybe as he was wearing animal skins, and as Elijah wore sheepskins, false prophet probably will, because he's going to counterfeit 
these things. And the likely individual that false prophet is going to counterfeit and be the false or the substitute or the one that comes before, as anti can also mean, will be Elijah. And he will bring along with this counterfeit all the knowledge of Satan and the antediluvian epoch. And he will probably bring knowledge, false knowledge in this case, that does not support Jesus as the Messiah. So, Antichrist will be the one who will say that Jesus was not of deity status, that Jesus was one of the prophets sent along the way. And it's this mundane, subhuman Christian cult that raised, and and, and, and not Peter, but Paul in particular, that raised Jesus to deity status. So they're going to have to destroy Paul as well. And Babylon will make the case as well, but false prophet will cement that case. And keep this in mind for some of the things that false prophet will say and do. In 1 John 4.23, it says, Every spirit that denies Jesus is not from God. And the false prophet will not be from God. It will be from Satan, who has the power of Satan in him and demons. In 1 John 2.22, the liar, the false prophet in this case, will deny Jesus as the Christ. And everything or every spirit that uh, denies the Christ, the true Christ, Jesus, is the spirit of the Antichrist. And as such, this will be the false prophet speaking in the wilderness that's coming back to make the way for Antichrist. He will make the way by doing false miracles, by false prophecies, by signs, by wonders, by bringing fire down from the sky. He will make a case we can't even imagine for Antichrist to uh, for Antichrist to be the false Messiah, and understand that. At the end of the commission in Revelation 11 of the three-and-a-half-year commission of the two witnesses who will be prophesying and bringing droughts and other disasters and things upon the earth for that, so that people would claim back their inheritance to choose God, you'll have false prophets probably performing miracles side by each with the two witnesses, and in opposition to the 144,000. And when the two witnesses are killed, and it's the one who comes up from the abyss who slays us, so this is after the opening of the abyss in Revelation 9. This is the one who comes up from the abyss who is connected to Antichrist as the son of perdition in Revelation 17, the one who once was, now is not, but will be again and comes up from the abyss. So again, suggesting an avatar, avatar aspect or demonic spirit of Antichrist figures past that may be part of 
the Antichrist, just as Antichrist has and commands spirits in Revelation 16, as what we talked about previous. And this is in the time of the second woe, and just before the time of the seventh trumpet, which begins in Revelation 12 in the war in heaven, and the start of the, of the third woe, which is the woe when Satan and all the fallen angels come down to the earth in Revelation 12 after the war in heaven, and the time when the Antichrist comes to power, and in Daniel 8.10, goes into heaven, so some technology that can go interdimensionally into heaven and throw down some of the starry hosts, similar to what Nimrod was trying to do. And this is the time when Judea flees to the wilderness. This is the start of the Great Tribulation. This is the time uh, when the false Elijah will be in full power and when he's erecting the image and forcing everybody to accept the mark it's that hour that we're going to be saved from and so what do we know about elijah that suggests things that we should be prepared for in terms of what the false prophet is going to be doing well, first of all, Elijah was a prophet and was one of the greater prophets. Well, the false prophet is going to do false prophecies as well, but contrived prophecies. So through the help of demons, through the help of angelic technology, through the help of fallen angels, through the beast system, through all of the sciences and everything that they control, will contrive these catastrophes that they're predicting just as they'll do the same thing, but in a lighter way to bring about Babylon in the, in the years before the start of the last seven years, noting that there will be 10 days of tribulation, as uh, the book of Revelation tells us. And so Elijah uh, was a prophet who could bring down fire. This is one of the things that uh, the false prophet will do will bring down fire by will and um, when we look at what elijah did to bring down fire not only did he bring down fire from heaven on command but he also used fire to consume the polytheist sacrifices so fire is going to be one of the significant things that um, the false prophet will do. Elijah also went to heaven. And so one wonders whether or not somebody like a counterfeiting of Elijah going to heaven, he'll have that type of pedigree as well coming back to the earth, either through some sort of uh, occult legend or mythos, alien abduction, or perhaps it's maybe Enoch son of Cain. And I'm not saying that it is, but I'm just saying it'll be something like that because it will, he will have to have that spectacular aspect just as Elijah is coming back to make the way for, for, for Jesus. And Elijah also wore, as I said, sheepskins. 
so expect he'll be wearing similar type of garb. And Elijah brought rain and drought. So just as the two prophets are going to be bringing those types of prophecies, expect the false Elijah will do these types of things to cause too much rain, to stop the rain, or to smite nations who are not listening. Um, He will be prophesying and then delivering on those goods through contrived methods of both uh, too much rain or as in floods and droughts and he also was able to like jesus uh, and and i'm taking this out of if people aren't familiar with the elijah story basically first kings uh, 17 and 18 will give you the things that that i'm talking about here um, and then there'll be a little bit about elijah in second in, in kings in uh, chapter two but he, he also multiplied food and oil in 1 Kings 17.14. Just as in 17.1, you know, he brought the drought and the rain in 1 Kings 18.41. He also, in 1 Kings 17.22, Elijah is described as bringing a child back to life. And that's like what Jesus did with Lazarus. And so Antichrist is going to have to have, that, have a pedigree similar to that, but so perhaps will the false prophet. And maybe, as again, as I stated earlier, maybe the one who heals the wound or creates the technology or supplies that technology to heal that fatal head wound of Revelation 13. So we need to be aware of that. Uh, he's going to have an oppressive set of credentials to um, to prove that he is the false prove that he that he is the false uh, Elijah because again the deception to do so is going it has a very high threshold and and he's going to be the counterfeit false prophet that comes to to deceive the whole world. And he's going to be coming in a way that is told in Malachi 4.5. And in Malachi 4.5, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great day of the Lord. And it will be this Elijah in the spirit of John that the false prophet will be counterfeiting to make the way, just as we talked about. He used the miracles, um, he wrought miracles in support of Antichrist. So he leads the way. It's the same language that is, is being used for Elijah. And And you may even have him counterfeiting the name. And, you know, I like the name of Elijah because it says a a lot just in the name. So it may be a name similar to that. But in the true spirit of the name Elijah, uh, it comes from two words, 410 for God and 3050 for Yahweh or Yehovah. 
same word, just there's a uh, old old Hebrew and uh, newer Hebrew with the V being the newer Hebrew and the W sound being from the old Hebrew. And it means God of Jehovah or God of Yahweh, just as you have Lord God in the Old Testament. And where it says Lord God, look for that as the preexistent Jesus, as the word of God, as we would understand him from the New Testament. So when it says Lord God, that is Jehovah of the Elohim. Where it just says God, it's the tripart nature. It is all of them. It is just as you see in Genesis 1 with the word Jehovah creating all things as being the word when God commands it and the spirit being there as well. That's why you have God in Genesis 1. But when you have the creation of the Adamites, it's Jehovah of the Elohim, Lord God who comes, because he's creating Adam for a special commission. And so you can expect Antichrist will be similarly a god of another god, as he's presented, and it's the false prophet's job to make this clear through the miracles. And then when it's time, Antichrist will do his own miracles and try and change the times. And when we look at what's going on in the world today, we're going to be very, very focused with the upcoming, how does the world order come together? How does Babylon, the universal religion, come in? And we'll be more focused on that than looking within that, that is making the way for Antichrist. It's Babel that makes the way for Antichrist. It's the false religion that makes the way for Antichrist. But both of them rise within the Babylon beast system. And just as Antichrist will succeed as the eighth king of the seven empires, as Revelation 17 discusses, a false prophet will succeed Babylon, this universal religion, after Antichrist destroys it, after the ten kings provide the power and their support to destroy Babylon, who they grow jealous of because of her riches and controlling everything, including themselves. But she's the one who rides the beast of empires with those reins of controlling those ten kings, permits their coming about, but they will rebel. And in conjunction with working with the false prophet and Antichrist, will bring about the great tribulation that begins at the midpoint and marked by the abomination and the crowning of Antichrist. So expect the false prophet to be the one. Now, how in the world does that happen every single time that uh, Gary gets to the last, like, 60 to 90 seconds of the program? It's like his number drops off. Remember when that happened, the last show that he did? I can't believe, wait, 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 I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm focusing my eyes here, no, just seeing, oh, wait a minute, there he is, all right, hey, Gary, <laughs> there's something wow, about the every time, right at the end, I know, I was just saying, I was like, this is <laughs> weird, 
<laughs> I don't get it. I use this format all the time on other shows, but I never get cut off like this on a regular basis at right about on the hour mark. But uh, if I had finished about three seconds sooner, I'm sure you would have come in and it would have been fine. I just don't know why it's cutting out, but I got it in. <laughs> we completed the presentation. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, folks, if you want to get more information and stay, uh, you know, in, in lockstep with the release of the new uh, book, which is going to be awesome, you can believe that, um, just go to Genesis number six conspiracy dot com and you'll be able to get in touch with Gary, get hooked up with the current book. Uh, I think you do sign books as well, Gary, which I think is really cool. And then, of course, we're all waiting for the release of the new one. Which, yeah, cool. So that's awesome. Uh, and we're all looking forward to the release of the new one uh, that's coming out. Uh, you, I think you're, you're predicting something like in a, maybe a couple of months from now, right? Yeah, it'll be uh, late October, early November by the looks of it. That's perfect. All right. Thank you, Gary. God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate the programs that you do with us. They're very edifying, and a lot of people absolutely just gobble this stuff up. So, again, thank, I, I remember I told you about a friend of mine that got in trouble. <laughs> he went to jail for a few days, sorry, for a few, a little while, I should say. Yeah. And anyway... Uh, yeah, I, and I sent him a I sent him a copy of the book, and it went through the entire Tampa, Florida jail system like three times. Everybody was reading it, going, "This is awesome." <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, the popularity is, is amazing, and folks were just like going nuts over it. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Gary. As always, and we look forward in advance of seeing you next month as well, same time. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right, God bless you, Gary. All right, and uh, all right, and and now at this point, everybody, folks, um, I guess what I'll do, as promised, is um, uh, finish up the last of the um, headlines, because um, you know <laughs> when you. Uh, get beaten up by a hurricane and have people tell you you're going to die from a blood clot and have all kinds of weird things happen to you. <laughs> it makes for a really messed up sort of week. And I, I'll just, I'll spare you all the other residual things I got on my plate too, which are just, ugh. anyway. All right. So jumping back to, um, let me scroll down to where we were. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Okay. Now this this now I gotta warn you. So kids, kids, your mo- mothers of all children, fathers of all children, listening to the program, please be advised. At the very end of this little ditty by uh, this fellow named Greg Reese, I like his work. I really do. I think he does a wonderful job, but he doesn't get every single thing right. Um, but then again, who does, right? So I got to tip my hat to him. He's definitely running into 90% though. All right. So anyway, um, so this is a little Greg Reese bit um, uh, talking about the denial of the mask mandates coming and all that kind of stuff. We'll see where it ends up. CDC says we're not going to do that. Um, and everybody else is preparing for it. Um, and I can tell you as a fact, uh, you know, just based upon feedback from people, including my ex-wife and different people around town, my daughter who, you know, drives pretty significant distance. I don't know how she does it. Uh, but anyway, uh, to, to work insurance and everything, people are already masking up all around Tampa Bay. So, um, you know, we're dealing, unfortunately, and I'm sorry, but it's 
we're talking about folks that are just there are several sub submarine subs uh, you know sub sandwiches away from a picnic they really are these folks people are gullible i think the word sheep was a really good choice to describe but see it was it was meant to describe the followers of jesus so what would you refer what would you what analogy what animal analogy would you choose if jesus followers are sheep and sheep are <laughs> Some of the dumbest animals in the entire universe. Okay, what would you call these people that are just like running around with masks right now because they're afraid of the next variant? You know, it, there just comes a point where you there's nothing you can do to get through them. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and listen to this Greg Reese bit on the masking warning. At the very end, uh, there are two things I need to warn you about. There's a little bit of bad word action going on, okay? So moms and dads with kids, be advised. They may have to go and do some coloring and whatever in another room. It's not real bad words. And then the other the other thing that you need to be aware of is this. Do not be surprised if the song at the very end of this video bit Get stuck in your head. And then tomorrow on Labor Day when you're flipping burgers or doing whatever it is you're doing or, you know, uh, doom searching through Twitter looking for the next you know, <laughs> directed energy weapon attack or whatever, um, uh, you know, don't be surprised if you, if you, you know, subconsciously catch yourself whistling this song. I, I, I couldn't believe I was. I was working on the show notes and I had to go downstairs and uh, do a couple of things in the kitchen or whatever. And and um, I was like sitting here, I'm like scrubbing some things off the sink in the kitchen, and I'm like whistling this song. So anyway, this is a might get stuck in your head warning as well. But anyway, here's the Greg Reese bit on the mass mandates that he believes is coming up soon and very much probably are. But we'll see. We'll see. One thing for sure is the reptilians absolutely love to play with your head. They like to mess with your head and make you look like a horse, but dude, so that, you know, you lose credibility and nobody will listen to you. And then everybody else will wear 15 masks and a big plastic thing over their head in their in their car with all the windows rolled up because they're scared to death that they're going to get the BA-286, you know, whatever variant. So here we go. Here's the Greg Reese bit. Wait a minute. Hold on. Bad in two, three. Oh, I gotta flip the switch. Dag nabbit. Justin Dime. So, as I think you've heard from the F uh, FDA and CDC, uh, they've made an announcement on the new vaccine. Uh, so, certainly, uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine September, mid September, I believe. So, uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID 19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long term health outcomes, and death, which is why we are, we are going to be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccine. The criminal governments of the world are about to attack we the people again with the masks, lockdowns, and deadly vaccines. And people are already masking up. As a Weimar judge was just sentenced to two years in prison for trying to lift the last mask mandate, Germany is set to mandate the masks starting again this October. Corporations are announcing mask mandates. 
colleges are announcing mask mandates and threatening to disenroll students if they don't get the clot shot. The CDC admits the masks are useless, and the NIH published a study saying that the N95 masks can expose people to toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. The mainstream media, like CNN, still being found in the dead bodies of the vaccinated. The vaccinated appear to be shedding the spike proteins and the nanotech that we know is in these lethal cocktails. Nanotech that is growing inside the hearts and brains of the infected. The shots have made millions infertile. And we know that Pfizer aggressively campaigned for pregnant women to get the shot, even after knowing it could kill their babies. It is estimated that the shots have murdered millions conservatively. According to the CDC's data, the more COVID-19 vaccine doses in an area, the greater the increase in mortality and death. The hordes of unchecked people being flooded into our country through the open border are not required to be given a COVID vaccination. Lucky them. But Joe Biden says a new vaccine is coming for every American, whether they've gotten it before or not. We are being given a second chance to say no to these psychopathic criminals in our government. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates. Stick your. You want to know what's funny about this? This guy. So the police are like telling him, you can't use those words. You're not supposed to talk like that. And then this guy follows the police all the way back to their police car singing the song as loud as he can. Your vaccine mandates, you can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine now he's following mandates across the street. You can stick your vaccine <laughs> mandates. Stick your vaccine mandates. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. You know. <laughs> okay, if any of you kids cheated and listened in, in, listened in on that song, I want to know how many of you. I want to know how many of you are um, 
you're going to find yourself uh, whistling that tomorrow while you're, you know, cleaning up the kitchen or whatever. <laughs> you know, be, you'll be like, do, 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 do. And then you're like, oh, no, oh, no, that's that song from Johnny Baptist. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, um, I, I have never seen that before. But the the chutzvah or chutzvah that that guy had to follow the police back to their car, screaming that song as loud as he could. Uh, wow. And the little kid, the little kid that was given the, uh, the, the, the rant on the microphone about, we got to fight back like Power Rangers. Well, you know, the funny thing about it was there were a couple of school administrative officials behind him wearing masks. <laughs> I love that. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, it is what it is. All right. So the next one up is the CDC says that you are more pro, uh, more prone to getting the new COVID, the new version of COVID, if you are vaccinated. This is an excerpt from the redacted program with um, uh, Natalie and uh, Clayton Morris. All right. So here we go. Let's listen to this. Vaccine starting in September. Um, I didn't have time to get that sound bait, but. Great. So let's look at what we've got to deal with. Now, the CDC says that this new variant is more likely to infect you if you got the vaccine previously. Wait, repeat that. Uh, I'm going to show it to you. This means that if you've been vaccinated for COVID, you are more prone to be infected by the new strain of COVID. This is effing crazy, you guys. It's the craziest thing. It is on the CDC's website, and I'm going to show it to you. So, medicines are approved. Um, So, about that new variant, here it is. It's called the BA.2.86. This is the recent CDC warning about it. Now, I highlighted this at the bottom. Let's just zoom right into that, right? BA.2.86 may be more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had COVID or who have received COVID-19 vaccines. What? People who have had the vaccine are more susceptible to BA.2.86. What the actual shit? You guys, I'm sorry. I didn't know she did that. The end. Sorry. Moms and dads out there, I officially apologize because I think I think what's going to happen is as we go on in time and the insanity increases exponentially, logarithmically, I think we're going to see much, much more exclamations and colorful, exceedingly colorful colloquialisms uh, because people, their minds are blown. I mean, that's really just how it is. Their minds are totally blown. Um, and so, you know, as we're playing, you know, you're not really going to be able to get away with it. I mean, get around it. Um, you know, when you're out there doing your own version of doom surfing, um, I, you know, uh, Amara who lives over in, you know, Spain and, and, you know, she, she calls it nose around, whatever you want to call it, you know, double checking your P's and Q's, looking at this show, looking at that show, looking at whatever, whoever posts on there, whatever. You're going to run across these, and you're not going to be able to avoid it. And people are going to flip out, especially when you're getting, like, um, AV bites, you know, video bites of people hearing the strange motherships in the sky making all those, you know, you know, those creepy, weird sounds, you know, about all that. Man, it's... Yep, it's going to get way, way, way worse. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go ahead and scroll in a little bit more. 
And yes, the expose calls out in this headline, can we go from a variant of no concern to the largest vaccination rollout in the United Kingdom ever? And that's exactly what is happening right now uh, over the BA uh, 2.86, whatever variant. I don't care what they call it. It's all sinister. It's all sick. It's all evil. And people are so gullible. It is unbelievable. But what are we going to do about it? All I can say is I thank Jesus. I praise God. I don't like the hurricanes. I hate their guts. Okay. I don't like the, uh, like anything that anything around it. You know, 500 miles in every direction of a hurricane, I hate everything. I hate the side effects. I hate everything, the, st- the stress, everything. I just um, I just got offered a check for a really hot, big check for my house. And I'm seriously thinking about taking that check and just getting out of here. I don't know. I have to pray about it a little bit. Um, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up is a man. A gentleman who is, uh, I believe, native of, uh, of Vietnam. Now, I have to remind myself there isn't a South and North anymore. Um, but anyway, um, let's go ahead and listen to what he says. It is actually greatly troubling, um, but I would not have guessed anything different if it were me either. So let's go ahead and listen to this fellow. Uh, very troubling, but No surprise, I think, to this audience. Praise God. Here we go. All right. So here we go. All right. Coming right up. Going back to Vietnam, you know, Vietnam doesn't have anything. There's no such thing as autism in 1975, year 2000, year 2001. There's no such thing. When Vietnam signed the WHO, when Vietnam signed into the International Monetary Fund, the banking system, Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation introduced the vaccination program into Vietnam. Now, Vietnam had over a 300% rise in autism. So, thanks to Bill Gates, they have a 300% rise in autism. Now, I don't know what that means, because if you never had any autism, that would be the number zero. And if you go 300% of zero is still zero. So just put me down in the confused column, okay? But I still believe what he's saying, and I believe the intent of what he's saying is absolutely true. All right? So I don't know what that means. If it was one person with autism, then it means 300% is three people. Uh, so I don't know. I, you know I, 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 but one thing we know for sure, well... Just look what happened with India. India went and cured against, uh, you know, uh, everybody, all, all the lies. They went and cured uh, using ivermectin. They cured over 1.2 billion people. Uh, now, I'm not saying that all 1.2 billion people that live in India had COVID, but I'm just saying all of the people that did have COVID or theoretically had it, theoretically had it, were cured with ivermectin. Same thing with Mexico. All right, praise God. So, all right, next one up. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to do this. I'm going to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? I forgot my singer. It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. Well, have
have you heard about the Burning Man Festival? Well, um, first and foremost, uh, for anybody who has ever seen a documentary or maybe a YouTube video documentary, whatever, it doesn't really matter what format, on the Burning Man Festival, it is a sick, twisted, creepy um, as a matter of fact, um, this one particular lady, she calls herself Chadley, whatever that means, and I don't really doesn't mean anything to me, so I don't care. But anyway, she publishes, she put this little, we'll call it a tweet, whatever, a post, and it says, "Burning Man and its relationship to Saturn worship: a thread, a place where Los Angeles trust fund babies can live out their wildest." post-apocalyptic fantasies, all while partaking in Saturnian druid and mock human sacrifice rituals unbeknownst to them. Feel the burn. And in reality, she is absolutely correct. It is a sick, twisted, absolutely nauseating, evil festival. Well, this, I would have to say, while I know that the Illuminati and the Satanists, uh, you know, these entities from the bowels of Sheol, these shape-shifting reptilians, these fallen seraphim, while I know that they eat their young and they have an equal, dis- an, a, you know, an equal disdain for all human flesh because they're carnivorous toward it, that they look at us, particularly young children, as basically a pork roast, a nice or a rump roast or whatever, because that's they want to eat humans. They eat humans. They're carnivorous toward humans. Okay, that's been well known. Anybody who has ever studied reptilians and the history of reptilians going back for, you know, gazillions of years, whatever. So as far as I'm concerned, now I don't have any actually no, I take that back. I don't know. I would have to do a track back to try to understand exactly where in the timeline Atlantis fit in, Lemuria and Mirror, because they had serpent gods back then. Okay, but that could have been quite a bit after. And then you have the serpent gods that are not from the earth, and then you got the serpent gods that are indigenous to the earth that weren't originally indigenous to the earth, but later became indigenous to the earth after the Anunnaki started dorking around with their DNA to make them better workers so they could mine gold in South Africa. And you might think that's all a bunch of um, mythology, but it's not. It's not. All right. So anyway, so um, let's listen to this. I believe it's, well, it says ABC Channel 7. Let's go ahead. Eyewitness News and hear what they got to say about what happened at the Burning Man Festival. And I saw some of the videos and folks, oh my gosh. All I can say is I suppose it's vaguely possible that the reptilian, satanic creatures that we're dealing with all around us did this to them with weather modification tools, so, you know, whatever, or this is a judgment from God directly. One of the things that I rarely, we we all rarely ever see is our Heavenly Father getting credit for diddly. Everyone is so busy blaming HARP technologies, secret space programs, deep underground military bases, and all kinds of other creepy weirdness. They forget. Our Heavenly Father is fully in control. 
All right. Anyway, so um, so let's go ahead and listen to this lady from ABC News Channel Seven. Wait a minute. There it is. 70,000 people stranded, sheltering in place at this year's Burning Man Festival. Now authorities say one person has died. Here's a live look at the festival grounds, courtesy of the... Okay, wait. You heard her say shelter in place, right? It gets more morbid as she goes on, but you got to really read between the lines and listen very carefully. Okay, so I'll continue. The organization's online webcast, you can see the main area here. A few people are walking around this morning, but all traffic in and out is prohibited at this time. Did you hear that? Sounds very Maui-ish, doesn't it? (laughs) It does, doesn't it? They're not letting anybody out or in and they had a deluge at the at the festival of so much water that the place turned into this filthy unbelievably disgusting i've seen videos that take you where no man has gone before let's put it that way and they were actually taking the video cameras and walking through the festival opening up the porta potties There are certain things in life you cannot unsee. Be careful out there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to sing praises and just turn the lights down and praise God and sing songs to Jesus tonight. Because I don't want any of that stuff coming backfiring into my dreams or whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now. Now, of course, in the midst of all of this incredibly sinister, horrible, unspeakable, disgusting, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I can think of enough adjectives to, uh, to uh, d- you know, d- to um, uh, describe um, this event and what's happening in error uh, and how many people will probably die from it. But listen to what this young lady says that she evidently, now she, this is her claim, this is her claim, she's claiming and By the way, she's not alone. There's at least a half a dozen, if not more, probably many, 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 many more by now that are also warning people on Instagram, Facebook, you name it. They're out there warning people about it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on a second. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, hold on a second. I got a oh, Jiminy Crickets. I hate it when I do that, when I'm, when I'm putting together the show notes and I forget. Um, okay, so that's the Giants, Bill Gates, Redacted, Ebola, Burning Man. There we go. All right, let me bring this up. Let's see if this is the one. Yeah, here we go. Most of y'all have probably heard that Burning Man was declared a national emergency, but there's some pretty crazy stuff coming out. So it was announced earlier that Burning Man was declared a national emergency. Because- All right. Now, hold on a second. Now, I dig that she wants to become, you know, the next, uh, you know, <laughs> Fox News guest or whatever. But, um, no, it wasn't declared a national emergency. Okay. However... There's some really creepy FEMA stuff going on over there, uh, alongside of the fact that they're, well, not letting anyone in and not letting anyone out. 
But let's go ahead and listen to the rest of it. The, the national emergency thing didn't have it, but FEMA is there, and so are some other creepy agencies. All right, now let's listen to what she says now. Because it was flooded, and so they sent in FEMA, which already seemed kind of like a weird reason to send in FEMA and keep anyone from leaving the festival. 73,000 people they're keeping locked in there for flooding. Now there's some new terrifying information coming out that there's a virus on the loose in the festival and that people are getting really sick with boils, vomiting, hemorrhaging. To me, this makes way more sense than flooding in terms of what their response was to the situation. This is a text from one of the festival goers and he said, yo, just figured you should hear from me first. Daryl is crazy sick with something that has him coughing up really coagulated blood. Medic showed up wearing a full suit. No idea where he is now. I would stay inside your camper. And he goes on to say that an outside agency is putting up a fence. This is a different festival goer that said, you're never going to fucking believe it. They're saying it's Ebola. Freaking Ebola at Burning Man, guys. If this is true, that is insane. I just hope that everyone ends up being okay and that they make it out. Oh, another one of those... You should have said fudge for crying out loud. Ugh, that's a, you know, I want to hear all the words like fudge and cheesecake and, uh, you know, pecan, pumpkin pie and all that kind of stuff while I'm doing my uh, uh, t- less than 20 gram of carb keto 16 by intermittent fasting. Woohoo! All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. World Net Daily reports verdict expected soon on whether posting biblical Bible verses is a crime. All right. I'm going to read this from World Net Daily. A verdict is expected in the next few weeks. Now, remember, you might say, wow, that'll never happen in the United States because we got the Constitution and, you know, all this kind of this, that, and the other thing. This country is. I don't, I'm not going to get into all the details of that. Man, that is an entire book of information to try to explain to people. But just the bottom line is the United States is not what most people think it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's just how it is. Okay. The, the, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights have pretty much – they were eroded a long, long, long time ago. All right, well, I'm not going to get into all that. But what you do, what we do know, if we're paying attention, is that the United States of Babylon the Great is being forced, little by little, by you know the global satanic crime syndicate, um, <clears throat> to essentially comply with or harmonize laws and such. That's why I believe Daniel um, 7.25 says that he will uh, seek to change laws and, and such. Okay, as a matter of fact, I'm going to read that real quick because it's worth it and we got the time. Um, hold on, let me bring this over. Okay, listen to this. Daniel 7.25. He, Obama, shall speak pompous words against the Most High, which he's already done, by the way. Um Jonathan Kleck did a fabulous job capturing that when he was doing his blasphemous speech after 9/11 and our no it wasn't after 9/11 it was an, it was a 9 it was an annual celebration or whatever 9/11 something like that okay he shall speak he he did Psalm 46 you know uh you know uh, I'm not going to jump over to it but you know it, it anyway he he read that and he did it it was very pompous okay so then the next 
sentence or clause of the passage says that he shall persecute the saints of the Most High and shall intend to change times and law. Now, if there is anybody out there that is listening to this program right now, even if you're a newcomer and you're going, what are shape-shifting reptilians? Then um, I hope that you at least recognize that this is talking about us. Pray in Jesus' name. Please, I pray that you at least understand that this is talking about us. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High. Already done. Check the box. Shall persecute the saints of the Most High already in progress, happening now, and shall intend to change times and law. Come on. Look at what he's married to, or supposedly. I mean, come on. This is sick, twisted stuff. I mean, all the things that are happening. This is the most, you know, when I read the book of Revelation, I mean, I've read the book of Revelation so many times, I I, I can't even venture a guess. Uh, Many, 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 many times. Okay, and I would go back to it and back to it and back to it and back to it and double check this and double check that. And then I would learn something new and I'd go back and look at it again and go, oh, my gosh. And, you know, that whole thing. Well. Here's the deal. If you don't know by now, see, when I used to read, you know, before I knew I put all the, you know, before I put all the things together that I've been able to put together over the last 12 years, little by little by little by little, times, you know, lines upon lines, precepts upon precepts, here a little, there a little, blah, blah, blah. All right. The, I would read about the, Harlot, uh, the woman who rides a beast, and all the filthy abominations and everything, the way it's stated in the Bible. But you know, honestly, I never thought it would be as sick and disgusting as it actually turned out to be. I thought they were just talking about exporting pornography or whatever, you know, but look at how disgusting. You've got like the the prime minister of Hungary saying, you know, don't try to come over here and tell us how to live our lives. You know, trying to push homosexuality and transvestite and creepy, weird. Uh, Anyway, but now the last part of that passage, (coughs) excuse me. The last part of that passage says, Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. That is the great tribulation. Understand? So the first part of it is what we're living in right now. The second part of it is the great tribulation. Because the saints are not turned over into Satan's hands or the Antichrist's hands, which are one and the same ultimately at the end. But I'm just saying, think about it. So he shall speak pompous words of the most, uh, against the Most High, already done, check the box, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, check the box, and shall intend, and that more is coming, and then shall intend to change times and the law, already work in progress, heavily, 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 heavily in progress. <clears throat> don't get me going on the executive orders and don't even, oh, oh, Biden. Filth. Filth. I'm going to use the Bible term. Walking, seething, steaming, dung. Okay. 
Now that I got that off my chest, I think I'll sleep much better. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, World Net Daily's report with the headline, Verdict Expected Soon on Whether Posting Bible Verse Online is a Crime. Now, think about this. This is very important. Okay, the European Union has adopted what they call the GDPR, which is a privacy directive, which any country, or uh, I'm sorry, anybody in the world really, doesn't matter what country you're from, that wants to do business with people in the European Union has to comply with. So you, if you do business with people in the EU, you must comply with the you know, General Data Privacy Act. Okay, now, uh, why do I bring that up? Because these acts, these rules, these regulations, these things, you know, like right now there's a, a deal where uh, Facebook, uh, due to some loss, uh, something that Canada established, um, is not allowed to do Facebook stuff inside of Canada, so which is, by the way, it's jeopardizing people's lives because a lot of the fires that, they're, that are being set right now up there, people are not getting any of the warning information because they can't get to their Facebook stuff. All right, so it, it's, it's a double-edged sword in the sense that these regulations and things like that have this way, whether we like it or not, they have this way of forcing the various countries. That's why they're trying to get us to sign up for the pandemic treaty under the World Health Organization. That's why they're trying to merge the WHO pandemic treaty with the, with the United Nations treaty. I mean, all of this stuff is so sick and twisted. I don't think there's anything in the Bible short of Ezekiel peeking through the side of the wall of the temple and seeing creepy crawly things, every creeping, disgusting thing on the wall. Who knows what all he saw? He might have saw Biden. I wonder if one of those creepy crawly things that his eagle saw when he poked a hole in him, you know, and looked. I wonder if one of them was like a lizard creature with Biden's head. I, I, I think about things like this. All right, so anyway, so now I made my point for understanding how the globe self-levels like water. Now, it didn't used to be this way. But ever since they started doing international regulations, particularly privacy, which, by the way, doesn't exist, there is no such thing as privacy. Anybody who thinks there's privacy is absolutely deceived. I'm here to tell you that as a fact. Okay, now that being said, they use it as an excuse to impose laws. So really, the privacy laws are nothing more than another form of the pandemic. Okay, just for – but anyway, now you know one of the catalysts – there's – dozens and dozens and dozens more that you that that force other countries to play ball the way that the destination country requires it so if you want the millions and millions indeed the billions and billions of dollars that you're going to get from doing business in the European Union you got to do it their way now, when you get that, then you understand that, like it or lump it, even if DeSantis you know, says uh, CBDCs are against the law, against the Florida State Constitution, even if uh, Sarah Huck, you know, Huckabee Sanders is you know, saying this, that, and the other thing, it shall never come into Arkansas, blah, 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 blah. I'm here to tell you, they got another thing coming. <laughs> okay? But we all know that. Because we know that the Bible's infallible in that sense. We know that these, these prophecies that God prophesied and had written by the Word, which is Jesus. Thank you, Father. Uh, John 1, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, I think. But anyway, it, it's going to happen. You can get on your knees all day long and pray as hard as you can that it ain't going to happen. You, but really what you're doing is you're praying that, A, Jesus' all of it discourse will not happen, which is 
baloney, and B, that the book of Revelation isn't going to happen. I, I even said to my one sister, I, I love her, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. I said to her, so do you really think you're going to be able to pray away the book of Revelation? <laughs> Oh, well, whatever. It was a feeble attempt. All right. So anyway, so I'm going to read this. This is from WorldNet Daily about whether or not we should expect Bible verse posting. Okay, again, verdict expected soon on whether posting Bible verses online is a crime. I'm going to read the whole little, it's only a couple, little bit of stuff. A verdict is expected in a few weeks in a trial that will determine whether posting Bible verses online is a crime. Remember, if they do it. Who else is going to do it? Right. Now you're catching on. Next, next paragraph. A report from Decision Magazine explained that the fight developed in Finland, where a legislator, Pavi Rosman, or Rosanen, was accused of, quote, agitation against a minority group by stating her biblical beliefs. How dare she? In a trial, she was acquitted of the charges months ago. But prosecutors demanded that an appeals panel deliver to them a favorable decision in the case, insisting that she must be punished. This week, the Helsinki Court of Appeals finished a two-day hearing on the case that was triggered by her online statement about the Bible, as well as her part in creating a brochure that, how dare she, talks about the Bible. You may see this as just one little wrinkle in a really big, ugly, uh, you know, Burning Man event, but um, yeah. This is the this is precedent setting. It's precedent setting. All right, protesters storm French military base in Niger. Keep in mind, Niger owns the vast majority of you know. Uh, it's not plutonium. What is it? Oh, uranium. All right. They got the biggest uranium repositories, whatever. And this is upsetting everybody because heaven forbid they should want to become their own country. And this is the sound that you're about to hear are the people just really angry heading straight over to the mili the French military base located in Niger. All right. Here we go. Let's take a listen to this. Hold oh, dog on it. There we go. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like my mom calling me to Thanksgiving dinner. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. 55 million people will be killed by the GMO mosquitoes. By the way, they have uh, lots of videos, <clears throat> lots and lots and lots of videos of helicopters releasing these 
Bill Gates mosquitoes with deadly diseases over the state of Florida. While DeSantis is gallivanting around the world trying to become the next president. Oh, my gosh. Please, somebody. Where's my shrimp fork? Where's my shrimp fork? Let's listen to this guy. Oh, man. What a mess. Here we go. Bag on it. 23 million and 55 million people. Imagine 55 million people killed. Now, look, back to our current times, I'm not the only one with some concerns. Plans to release the GMO mosquitoes in California, for example, was on track. It got denied. And what happened? Well, the state legislature posted a letter in, in 2022, and it said there were, quote, many issues not addressed by... All right, I've heard enough of that. And you know what? In the postings of the people filming, there are people filming the videos of the, uh, oh, man, it was like this big, dark, black cloud coming out from the bottom of a helicopter. And people were saying in the, in the video post, they were going, where's DeSantis? Where is DeSantis? Shrimp fork, please. <clears throat> oh, how much fun. Now, fortunately, this particular fellow does not use, he does not read what is on the license plate. However, this particular fellow, now let me tell you something. If this guy is selling this device around London, he's going to be a gazillionaire. He's totally on retirement right now. He's leave, you know, he's set. Okay, but anyway, this device goes on the front of the car and the back of the car, the front of the car and the back of the car. And the driver only has to push a button. And the front license, it's just like Dick Tracy. Dun, 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 I mean, for real. You press the button, and both the front license plate and the back license plate flip around, and they say two magic words. It flips from SY16UTS to two magic words. I wonder if you can guess what they are, but let's listen to this. Now, that's why Emma was a bit annoyed. There it is flipping. Let's try the rear. Should be exactly the same thing, but just on the rear. Now, that's why Emma was a bit annoyed. Okay. So... Reflect back to a Christmas story. Ralphie's helping change the tire. And then he goes, oh, fudge. Well, what it says is fudge off. <laughs> that guy could make like zillions of dollars. All right, listen to this. This is an actual report from right down the road from my house about the city of St. Pete. And this makes me nauseous. Ugh. So creepy. Anyway, here we go. The question is, how much is it going to cost? St. Petersburg is the newest city to be chosen to be transformed into a smart city. Chosen. It's a push to change the way that neighbors in the area live, work, and play. Wow. Under a three-year grant, 
Spectrum will provide wired and wireless network services focused on the St. Pete Innovation District. Oh, they're so nice. Local leaders want to use these new resources to create advanced applications and services that address local needs, including infrastructure, workforce development, public safety, education, and community health. Wow. Projects occur, we will gain insight about what works for our community. Then we can expand those programs throughout the region and share with other cities. Oh, how kind of them. Oh, my goodness, I can hardly wait. <laughs> Next headline up. 1,200-acre wildfire in Texas is in progress, and they are announcing they're trying to get people out of there as fast as they can. Was it intentionally set? Well, pretty much at this point, almost every single fire that we are seeing or hearing about out there, they are finding arsons that are responsible. Uh, of course, let's not even, get, even go into the do weapons. All right, next headline up. Praise God. Canada's Hay River Wildfire. Nobody got any warnings. Why? Let's read. Canada's Hay River Wildfire. Tens of thousands of people were not warned. Despite pleas from politicians and journalists, Meta owner of Facebook and Instagram refused to lift its block on news in Canada, raising alarm and anger across the nation of more than 40 million people. Wow. Next headline up. 5,000, this is WAPO, or Washington Post. 5,000 pilots are suspected of hiding major health issues, and most of them are still flying. And by the way, <laughs> I can tell you as a fact, that's exactly what they're going to do. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I won't get into all the back, back history. Depleted uranium munitions make the United, or the Ukraine unlivable, according to Moscow. So they're seeing the realization of their worst nightmares as the United States of Babylon the Great and the shape-shifting reptilians that are running this. I'm sorry, I, I wasn't clear. The LGBT LMNOP transvestite shape-shifting reptilians are uh, shoving, uh, you know, uranium in all over the place into the ground. They're going to have deformed babies. They're going to have birth defects forever and ever. And Putin was like, don't, don't, don't do that. But he keeps on taking it on the chops. When is it going to be too much? Hmm. Next one up. Hunger is here. Farmers are on the verge of survival as climate change destroys cops, and scientists say it will only get worse. In India's largest state, it doesn't rain when they're planting, and it rains when they're supposed to harvest. The result? Crop failure again. And it goes on and explains different parts of the world that are going through similar dynamics. It's happening in the United States. And, you know, don't even get me going on what's going on in the Ukraine. And then the blockages of all of the, these humongous ships full of grain. And then there's Russia trying to be good and civil. And they're sending humongous ships, gigantic, scare, you know, shipping and full of grain. And it's being blocked and confiscated because it's under sanctions by the LGBT LMNOP shape-shifting reptilians. <sighs> Who lit Obama in this country in the first place? Who did it? Oh, man. But you know what? And we got to keep on remembering. We got to embrace the cool part about this. The worse it gets the closer it is for us to go home. That's awesome. Next one up. 
Rural Town braces Tyson plant closure as manufacturing booms everywhere. 4,600 workers are about to be laid off at Tyson, and Tyson is making an official announcement that is the worst, darkest days they have ever seen. And this particular town only has 2,124 people in it. It will destroy the town. Next one up. Yahoo Finance announces that bank stocks are tumbling for the worst month since the SVB sparked crisis. So again, there are still banks going under. There are still banks that are wavering. There are still banks that are teeter-tottering. And then now people are yanking their money out of the stock market because they don't stay. They don't feel they, for all the right reasons. You know, when 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 you got China and Russia and the BRICS nations dumping treasury bonds like they're, you know stuff they found inside of a porta potty at the Burning Man Festival. <laughs> I mean, that's really what's happening. Uh, anyway, next one up. Ukraine to grit get Ukraine to get U.S. Abrams tanks within the next week, according to Politico. That's just adding fuel to the fire, but we all know, and it's just killing off. You know, it's the same old story over and over and over. Every time I hear another Ukraine story, I see Bill Murray in that bed and Sonny and Cher going da 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 uh, there's nothing to smash. Oh, well, it's going to hang in there. Look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Wait a minute. That's a mothership up there. All right. Praise God. Next thing up. Russia put its longest range nuke capable missile on combat duty named Satan 2. So it's no longer a threat. They've been telling everybody it's coming. It's has multiple uh, independent re-entry vehicles, which are referred to as MIRVs, several of them. I don't know the exact number. I can go look it up. And each one of them is, get this, hypersonic, up to 16,000 miles an hour. There's nothing on the earth that can stop it. Nothing. Next one up. White hats to disable phones, mobile devices during FEMA EAS test on October 4. Isn't that special? So these white hats basically means supposedly good guy hackers, whatever. And um, they're doing this, uh, you know, some kind of a FEMA mounted whatever, some kind of a test on October the 4th. So what does that translate into for us? We're just going to have to wait until how it all pans out. Could be anything at this point. All right, next headline up. Flesh-eating bacteria on the rise in Florida. Surging cases of flesh-eating bacteria spooked the United States. And now they're sending out tweets all over this area, warning people that if you still have standing waters from a storm surge in your neighborhood, don't be, you know, you know, hanging out. Get, put away your kayak, go home, uh, play video games, do whatever, but don't be hanging out in that water because you're going to get this flesh-eating bacteria creepy thing. And, of course, they have to show a giant Technicolor picture of it. Oh, oh man, this might be a lunesta night for me. I don't know. My goodness. 
Lord help us all. All right. The state Senate is a nursing home. According to The Hill, uh, the headline reads, Haley, uh, which is, you know, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, says that the Senate is the most privileged nursing home in the country. Now then, why did I put this into the show notes? I'll tell you. I put it in here not because I find it an especially interesting comment. I have no – I don't like Nikki Haley. I don't care about her. If she disappeared tomorrow in a UFO and got taken to Planet Pop-Tart, I would not bat an eyelash, okay? (laughs) Okay? Now, all that being said, the reason why this is important to take note of is time. Think this – work with me here. It takes time – to fully compromise a Senate. So when Klaus Schwab says things like, we are in all their cabinets, and we realize that we have a lame duck House of Representatives, I don't care if it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't care if it's Matt Getz, I don't care who it is, I don't even care about politics, quite frankly, I don't care if it's the Twitter files, I don't care if it's you know FBI whistleblowers. At the end of the day, nothing has happened. So if they lose these walking zombies, these people that can't form words dribble all over themselves because they're so old they shouldn't be leaving their houses, let alone going into the Senate. See, that to me is an insurrection. Okay, taking people that are so old they don't even know their own name and they're dribbling and doing things like, you know, the Burning Man Festival. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us all. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, you know, I, you know, I will say this. I will say this. Look, given the time, we're coming up on the 10 o'clock, mo- mo- you know, uh, end of the show. But given all, you know, the time that I lost last week on account of, you know, the, the hurricane and medical professionals telling me that I could die any minute now and people yelling at me going, you got to call an ambulance. You got to call an ambulance. And I'm like going, I don't need to call an ambulance. You know, I'm totally cool if I die. I'm fine with it. And they're going, well, you got that, you know, I had people, I had people who I hadn't heard their voice audibly in like 10 years, eight, you know, you know what I'm saying? Calling me, you know, all freaked out. And I'm like, you know, what you freaked out about? You know, this is, I was totally kicked back, okay? I, I did just, I was like, hey, if I if I drop over, cool. I'll be in heaven, and I'll be up there with a cloud of witnesses looking down, you know, and praying for all of y'all. I'll be praying fervently. I'll be leading the prayers. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and then last but not least is... CNN reports, and it's not just them, it's a whole bunch of others. Still alive and wriggling, doctors remove a three-inch parasitic worm from a woman's brain in world first. So, what were we just talking about parasites about? Cancer, parasites, multiple sclerosis, parasites, bunches of different things, parasites. Is it all confirmed? Well, there's testimony of people that took fenbendinol and were totally cured. 
I mean, ivermectin, fenfentanil, and ivermectin are like brother and sister, you know, drugs kind of thing. All right. And then they've got this stuff called, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's called uh, sweet wormwood. And there's another name more technical for it, but that stuff is also supposed to be that you can get that tons of it from Amazon for cheap. And supposedly that stuff has a similar effect on parasites. So again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I, I am even to this day, I still receive requests for the hydrogen peroxide flush that you can do with 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. And I, you know, I can't, I'm not sitting here telling you that you should just, you know, you got to pray about it. You got to do your own homework. I, you know, when people ask me for, I give them the paper that I read. I had one guy, uh, actually Jimmy, who helps us with uh, radio shows and stuff, put, putting them on Rumble and things. Uh, he's, he wanted the actual uh, link to the book, The Miracle of Hydrogen Peroxide, written, written by a medical doctor and prefaced by two other medical doctors. Um, maybe more than prefaced. I'm not sure. I have to go back. But anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, the time now is 10 p.m., or it will be in about nine seconds, 10, 9, 8. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. It is Sunday, September the 3rd in the United States of Babylon the Great in 2023. We will see you on Wednesday night, Lord willing, 7 p.m. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.